Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Prime Radio, episode 339 for January 30th, 2020. It's the last day of January. No, it's not. We've got 31. 31. Yeah, 31. You literally sell calendars. And now I understand why the calendar dates were screwed up. You just gave it away. Now we know why the calendar was broken. Okay, I have to do this. January, February, March. Uh, yeah, no, we're 31. Knuckle space, knuckle space, knuckle space, knuckle. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. What are you going to do next month when we have a leap year? You're just going to have a seizure when you look at the calendar? You're going to break? <laughs> Goes on to the next month. Don't even worry about it. Are you guys going to follow my lead? I mean, No, we're not going to make mistakes. I'm Trevor. <laughs> you, Adriel, we missed huh? Adriel. He said it. No, said you it. missed it. I he said, said it. it. Yeah, I totally okay. said it. I, I heard Trevor talking over you. So that's no, that's I asked part of the show while he said it. <laughs> <laughs> did you miss me? No, we did miss you. And yeah, uh, it's so, good to be back. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm ready to be back, but here I am. Bottle of whiskey in hand. What could go wrong? Um, the bottle of whiskey, yeah. bottle, bottle of whiskey could go right. It's, it's gonna I've make it a finest, really good show. Uh, finest beer here that I'm joining you with. Oh my god, I need to get a like it's grocery store brand light beer, Adriel. <laughs> Very inexpensive. Everyone sees this backwards. But this is PC. Let light. me see. Oh, PC. good lord, huh? PC less than a buck of beer. Less. That's there's a reason why it's less than a buck of beer though. It's not beer. It's not beer. It's PC light. Wasn't his choice. All right. Why don't we get into what we did in guns? What we did in guns is brought to you uh, by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's uh, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, they right now, thanks to Adriel, he put in here that they have a wide <laughs> selection of Geisley AR parts. I didn't yeah, know that yet. Talk about the other one too. Oh, GSG 16 uh, drum mag. Where'd that yeah, come from? 110 Sweet. rounds. 110 rounds of 22 LR. Just It takes you all Sweet. day to fill up, but uh, but you can shoot it all day, too. Yeah, it, gets, uh, it's, it takes a long time to shoot that, though. You load it up on the Sunday, and you shoot all week. That's Yeah, I was <laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> 110 rounds they're gonna ban that puppy you know that right no nope. no no bite your tongue it's not a 1022 it's fine i know but gsg 16 meg or drum mag anybody buy uh 110 rounds you're gonna get some jams in there let me tell you, you that. think but every 100 more chances <laughs> just roll the dice <laughs> yeah Please use some good ammo at least. You want to have every yeah. fifth one to be a jam. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they also have a wide selection of Geisley AR parts available as well. So you can actually pimp out your AR, right? And then wait for the announcement. Just saying. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. I love you guys. All right. 
Trevor, why don't you tell us what we did in guns this week or last week or not? Well, how about I just do what what I did? Okay. Okay. So I uh, I got my 26 inch Versamax barrel sold and went to the shop and picked up my 22 inch Versamax barrel for a shotgun I no longer use because I have a mag fed shotgun. That looks you know. really good. Yeah, magazine fed shotguns are the shotguns of the poor's, but regardless i uh i decided to put that barrel on and you're right adriel it looks really good it fits perfectly mm -hmm. so i basically created a versamax tactical by using a versamax turkey barrel um it's the exact <laughs> same shape profile as my 26 inch barrel only it's in 22 and as you can see now it doesn't stick out past the magazine extension a whole bunch so really cool happy with that maybe i'll even get to shoot it someday who knows what else um oh um so i wasn't on the show the last two weeks the first week yeah. um i had a man cold and i didn't make it um the following week my father had a man pneumonia which unfortunately killed him so yeah we're sorry yeah thank you last week uh, he uh, literally yeah, he literally d passed away last thursday night um and then today was the was the funeral so that's why I was sick and then my dad was sick um but i needed to get back in the swing of things so here i am tonight <laughs> ready or not here i come so um but uh why do i bring that up uh the next day i needed to change the scenery so yep. i went to see the boys in fredericton and uh it was awesome yeah yeah i got the filthy they place oh they did i mean how can you not be cheery when you're around filthy and ben and Pospolita and marcel and gallon came to town and larry and oh my god i was just surrounded oh, by oh Your yeah guys. Your oh boys. man yeah the boys they just they the losers club but they're really not they're no we fantastic. changed that to the we changed that to the cowboys from hell and then it was changed <laughs> to the furlot bunch and everybody has a furlot oh, really? nickname now like the brady bunch with the furlot bunch it's, it'll oh, change again right currently it's the, yeah currently it's the furlot bunch it's hilarious okay so um so yeah so i get to filthy's um you know dad passed thursday night friday okay. morning i was like we're out so actually it's not true um uh Christina had to finish working. She was uh, coming along too. So we left at the end of the day, went to Filthies. So at midnight, he looks at me and goes, holy crap, it's midnight. How did that happen? I'm like, well, dude, I only walked in the door at eight o'clock. So we went till 345 in the morning. Good times. His squire came over and hung out, which was awesome. The next morning we got up and we went to a range in New Brunswick I had never been to before called Lake George. And I absolutely loved it. It was uh, a fantastic little range. Um, have you been Kelly or just heard about it? Cause you are, you were aware of its existence. Oh, I'm aware of its existence. I actually plotted it out on a map. I look at a map All this right. time, Adriel, right? Cause Put I want to know where I'm going. Yeah. Anyways, I did take a look at it because I got caught. It was a yes or no question. Have you been there before? Listen, I'm talking. It, we're, it's a dialogue. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> No, I've not been there. Okay, I got good. Contacted. So I was, they I want was me there, to and it was—it's not your segment. It's my segment. Oh, You've never been there. I you want always to interrupt me. Yeah, and I'm doing it right now, and I'm <laughs> rocking at it. So it's an awesome range. Um, it's uh, possibly refers to it as a gentleman's range. You, you know, you not not everybody can be a member like Adriel. You probably wouldn't get in. I'm sorry, but it's just, what's the criteria? I'm that famous. What do you mean? The criteria is don't don't be like me. <laughs> Um, it helps if you know people, it helps if you've got a, a good reputation. Um, but there is a wait list and, uh, and I'm under the impression not everybody who's on the list gets in. So you could be on the list a long time. If you keep getting passed over, you should probably take the hint. 
How is it could for be... uh, rapid fire and holster it... use and steel all, core all... and? Uh, well, it's a gentleman's it, club. It's a gentleman's club, Adriel. But I mean, can rapid... I get in there as a woman? Mm-mm. You not better gentleman. identify as a gentleman. Yeah, I'm not going to identify as a gentleman, but I'm going to. Uh, you can do that. I, I I know people. Maybe I can get in. It's a contest. <laughs> Let's see who gets in first. <laughs> okay. All right. Hi. So uh, the only thing, Adriel, that we were unsure of is it appears you can only shoot pistol at 25. It appears. We may be wrong. I don't know if you can bring a target closer or if everything's got to be completely stuck on the backstop at all times. Mm. But they've got a common firing line, right? So common firing line, 25-meter backstop, 50-meter backstop, 100-meter backstop. Anyway, I went there to test some firearms um, and sight some stuff in. Filthy's red dot is now mounted directly to his slide, so we sighted that in. I wanted to check the zero on... um, my production optics pistol. I want to test my new pistol. I want to test new 22 that I bought. So we got all that done. So you brought everything? No, I brought uh, two long guns and two pistols. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, went to a steel match at uh, Larry and Joe's range in Thompson Corner. Uh, only four stages. So if you shoot shoot the same match twice, it's you know, it's it's a typical. Typically, a full steel challenge is eight stages. So we just shot four stages twice in two different divisions. So some guys shot rimfire, then switched to pistol. Some guys shot two different divisions of pistol. So Marcel and I, we traded off. I started um, carry optics in the morning while he did single stack. Then I did single stack and he did carry optics. Man, I couldn't couldn't find a rhythm in carry optics and uh, single stack. My total time was six minutes faster with iron sights than it was with uh, production optics. Mm. Larry wanted to beat me so bad. Oh, it was hilarious. And he was getting after it too, but he just, he completely flubbed one stage and took a 30 second on it. And that just, and it was, oh, it was still close. He was out shooting me. He should have won. I I got him because he had a, because his gun malfunctioned. That's the only reason why I got him. So uh, in single stack, then I had a detrimental malfunction. Like the brass was stuck. It was my practice ammo. Yeah, I, you know the, whatever didn't case gauge went into the 1911 pile because typically my mind my 1911 will eat anything. Uh, this piece of brass was stuck in the chamber so bad we had to use a squib rod to get it out. Thank you, Mark Manderson, for that. Um, so I won carry optics and I won single stack. Um, the, all the top scores went to the rifle shooters. Gallon was there. God love them. And then the boys. Um, the boy, like I had to leave because we had to go to Faulkner's and pick up clay pigeons for my gun club. So it was like shoot our two rounds, go scoop up the wife, run to McAdam to pick up the clays. And it was freezing rain and we were leaving one freezing rainstorm, driving into another. So we're trying to get out of there. So I'm trying to leave and like, they're like, don't leave. Yeah. Okay. What's going on? So gallon and a couple other guys, um, I don't want to leave anybody out. So I'm just going to say gallon because gallon the furlock crew. Yeah, um, the Furlock uh, bunch, yeah. Anyway, Gallon said a whole bunch of kind words, um, almost brought me to tears, and uh, they presented me with this uh, cheer-up bottle of scotch, which I am using tonight to cheer up. So um, thank you guys for much love and support. I really appreciate it. Uh, But more than that, I appreciate free liquor. Good free liquor, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Fancy stuff. Oh, it's quite possible the the captain was consulted on what they should buy me. And uh, thank you, Captain Andy. He's a smart man. He is a smart man. Um, so uh, then I went on a on a on a buying spree since I've been gone. I was gone two shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, two two shows, and I got one, 
two, three, four new guns. So um, <laughs> where do we start? Let's start with, I don't know if there's an order here, but you know, I, added... I, I bet that most gun owners own like an average of four guns. Like that's, that's like a good person's average, like total number. And yeah, for sure, you, it's like shotgun. two weeks, two weeks worth. It's like, yeah, just four. <laughs> you should talk. You go I know, I, I know I can't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. When well, they were talking about through. the the Virginia cooling off period of like, well, you can only buy one pistol a month. It's like, oh, I thought back to like buying a five pack and, call, and and getting a call from the CFO where they're like, why'd you buy all these hip pistols? I'm like, they're a good deal. I'm like, that's not an approved reason to have a handgun <laughs> in Canada. You have to buy them for target shooting. Like, okay, they're for target shooting. Then. Yeah, <laughs> not because they're, they're a fantastic deal. <laughs> yeah, fantastic deal for target shooting. Yeah, this one is awesome. And this is original condition. And if you refinish guns, you know what to look for. And uh, not that I'm an expert in refinishing guns, but I've been around enough guns that I know what they look like before and after refinishing. And one of the things to look for is the markings. It's old. You're old, too. The markings on this gun are still very sharp and very crisp. So this Mm. thing has never been polished. So that's a hint that this is the original finish. And that being said, it's in fantastic condition for its original finish. There's a little chip back here on the stock, but uh, you know I can live with that considering what I paid for the gun. So this is a Kui Model 64B, and I believe the B, uh, Clayton that was on, has been coaching me with this stuff, and I believe the B refers to the fact that the magazine is metal, not plastic. Okay. And I think that is, um, I don't know if the metal mag came before the plastic mag or not. If it's a B, A comes before B. I'm assuming logic that- dictates that A was plastic and b was metal but who knows um so yeah it's a kui 64b and it's uh straight up kui this is not a kui um winchester it's kui model 64b semi-automatic 22 it came with a bushnell four power 22 scope um the person who that scope on there that's well classy it very well it's such a match right it's it's the right error. It's the right scope for this gun. It's it's just probably horrible fantastic. to use. <laughs> well, I mean, either it has cataracts or I have cataracts. One of us has cataracts because it's as cloudy as a Saint John. It's as cloudy as a Saint John day in July. Like it's just gross. Yeah. So uh, right. I adjusted. But it's beautiful. I adjusted the eye relief and then I adjusted the eyepiece for the focus. So anyway, I got that Kui. And then, do you know what year this, that is? Um, I don't. I'll see if I can find out. I mean, it's not. It's pre um, Winchester. It's pre Lakefield. Mm-hmm. It's it's straight up original Kui. So I'm not familiar with when they were made and when they switched and stuff. This I'm super duper excited about because this, as much as Gallon hates me, hates it when I say it. This is my new ORPS production rifle. So <laughs> shout out to Ben. Ben. Apparently, Ben has a job, but I think he spends all his time at work on CGN because he floods the Furlot Furlot Bunch Facebook chat with nothing but um, CGN ads. What we have here is an all-black Remington 597 heavy barrel. The gun was posted on CGN for $120, and it said... What? Yeah. It said, shipped... What? But it but it needs a trigger group. Okay, no problem. I got a trigger group downstairs. Depending on what the trigger group needs, I may be able to put the pieces together. Even if I have to pay full retail for a trigger group, I'm still coming out ahead. So he said shipped. Well, guess what? He's in New Brunswick. That's only three hours from here. 
or he's in New Brunswick. He's in Moncton, New Brunswick, only three hours from here. But you know who's in Moncton? Gallon. Gallon's in Moncton. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I've sent I've sent him out for this. He also hooked him. Hooked, uh, somebody sold me a bunch of 17 HMR ammo, which he went to pick up for me, but I forgot to pick up from him at Steel Challenge. Anyway, so I, I PM the guy. I said, dude, you want 120 shipped? How much if I pick it up? He said. 90 bucks i said Whoa. Sold. Yeah. You got so i bought seven for 90 bucks <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> oh. and then the trigger group uh that i had so it came completely empty no trigger all it was in was the magazine release and the bolt stop that's all that was in the group Denis had a um, a couple of trigger groups at the shop, actually, in varying states of uh, disrepair. And I got the best one, um, paid 50 bucks for it. So now I've got $140 into the rifle. It needed a lot of cleanup. It was very gummed up. I actually had to disassemble the parts in the trigger group, soak them in acetone, get the gunk off, reassemble them, et cetera, and so on. Got that going. He also had in stock, Kelly, look at that. An EGW rail for Ooh. a 597 in stock. Gosh. So I picked that up. Then he had this Simmons. Does the EGW have any cant on it or is it zero? I believe it's is it 20. Yeah, it might. Yeah, that's 20. It's higher in the back than the front. Well, I'll be damned. Ooh, ah. Fancy pants. Yep. Yeah. And it and extends forward. So because the eye and the eye relief is still not a quite right, Kelly, just like on my other one, I have to extend the butt a little bit. Length pull. Um the, so this scope, this is a Simmons four to twelve by forty adjustable objective pro sport T. And retail was under hundred dollars. Sweet. Yeah. So it's uh in fact it's got an adjustable objective up on the eyepiece itself. It's just it's just for what Crazy. I'm going to do with the rifle, it's fantastic. So, excellent package. Not a lot of money invested. And then, boom, Shadow 2. Because, what? why not? Why didn't I hear about this? I don't know. You've been busy drinking with Tracy and Kelly Squared and not paying enough attention to me? I don't know. No, you're supposed to say, look at I bought. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to we show you this. We have no, you haven't, and we have this relationship. I know. Remember? I show you yours. You show me mine. Exactly. Wait, I got God. that all dyslexic <laughs> up. That's not right at all. <laughs> me mine. I show you yours. You got the lock anyway. grips on there and everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to shout out to Casper. Casper hooked me up with the grips. Casper hooked me up with a bunch of springs to reduce the trigger pull. That's he nice. Gave, yeah, man. Um, he gave me the mainspring, but it was eight and a half pounds. Eight and a half pound mainspring in this gun, at least. Yeah, it's like less than five pounds. No bueno for Ipsic. So the plan is to cut the slide for an optic and have a backup production optics gun. So sure. we shall see. I have yeah. on the way from some country in Europe whose name I cannot pronounce or spell, but in fairness, I can't spell in any language, um, a bunch of parts for it. And the parts that I have coming are the uh, competition hammer mm -hmm. yep and the short reset to two mil yep. two millimeter reset so that's with the right mainspring <sighs> it's gonna be so good nice. it might even who knows it's gonna give the competition the red back a whole lot of competition the red back still has the best single action trigger of any gun ever with the exception of a 1911 and it's incredibly close to a 1911 so you know, the Redback trigger, uh, the double action trigger pull, it's only once per stage. So who cares if it's even like not that great? Because you're only pressing it once anyway. So whatever. And it has to be X number of pounds, anyways, right? Five, yeah. 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 So 
So anyway, picked up Shadow 2. Got that at DC Armory, of course. Um, and then this one, this I inherited today. After the funeral, we went to my uncle's place. He was the executor to go through the will. And uh, um, yeah, my dad gave me back my, or the, the 1022 mm -hmm. I bought him for Christmas. Now, um, it wasn't all that long ago. I mean, it was since sometime after I was on Slam Fire Radio, because I remember talking about it. I remember buying it uh, for him and, of course, making the joke on Slam Fire. Oh, I'll get that back someday. Well, I'm an asshole, and today's the day I get it back. So um, this will remain unmolested in its original configuration the way he ran it. It'll be a family heirloom, and I'll, I'll keep this one forever. So, yep. So that's how I ended up with uh, with four guns since I was gone. Yep. Um, and did I do anything else? It seems like average, uh, though. Like, normally about four, like two guns a week, somewhere around. Two guns there. a week has yeah. been, yeah, lately yeah. these days, yeah. And I mean, I know what I'm buying next, and then after that, and so on. Oh, and... <laughs> so um, what are you buying next? Um, well, I'm always on the lookout for a Apache Black Nylon 66, right? I need that. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's like it like that's probably the number one i need next um but joe goose has a kui 75 for me we just got to negotiate on price and at the shop is my um 686 i'd like to get back and my um i've got a in my gun room i've got a lever action section going on so i definitely am uh, i need to get back my savage model 99 which i would have back by now but i went and ordered that stupid barrel without knowing how much it would cost mm-hmm and that set me back on the uh, 5.97, so, or sorry, on the uh, Savage Mall 99. So, Savage Mall 99, my my 686, and another uh, Nylon 66 to round out the three colors in the in the collection. So, mm. yep, yep. All right, cool. Um, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Adriel, what about you? Uh, not much for shooting and stuff. I went to a three gun meeting, just helping the guys like set up some stuff for the season. I uh, went to a gun club meeting, uh, and I learned Chaz is going to have Ipsic in 2020. We're going to have a oh, wow. two day match. Yep. Uh, which is good. So hopefully that turns into more Ipsic matches because, uh, Ipsic's fun. And, uh, I really like the amount you have to pack to go to an Ipsic match, a duffel bag. <laughs> Like my three gun, it's like, mm, no, it's a big gun case. It's uh, an ammo can full of like the variety of different ammo. It's uh, a bin of other stuff. You you really do need a cart for it to cart it around. Whereas, if six a duffel, duffel bag, and it's just fine like that. It's very convenient, very uh, very quick to to pack up. Um, I was just looking at some fantastic price twenty two ammo that I'm probably gonna pick up. Uh, I'll talk or is this about that? Uh, magdump.ca. They've got uh, CCI SV for under seven cents around, which Seriously? is that is the good. best pricing on CCI standard velocity I've seen, and that stuff mm -hmm. works great. How much? Everything. Yeah. Less How much? Than, less than seven cents around. Oh, <gasps> and they're selling five hundred round packs of it. So, mm -mm -mm. yeah, I think I'm gonna get like a thousand or two thousand of that stuff. And. Uh, and then I was watching, <laughs> there's this guy in Chilliwack who has like a whole bunch of security cameras around his house and he does like yeah. a big compendium every year. And I was watching that video a couple of days ago and I was thinking, 
this is who is like committing crime, not the guy, like all the people on on the street and that kind of thing. It's uh, it's people on drugs, drunk, yep. uh, opportunistic, uh, tweakers looking to steal, like whatever's handy, kind of a thing. And uh, it was like, man, this is this is all the crime that's happening right now <laughs> is is from stuff like this. And uh, none of these people could ever legally own a firearm. <laughs> these no. people all have priors. They're all like, yeah, none of them would would, uh, would pass licensing. And yet here we are, uh, you know, facing down some uh, some additional restrictions coming our way because crime. And it's you know this is somehow going to help it. it was, uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was it was rolling around in the back of my head as I was watching this uh, hilarious video of uh, at one point someone's like like a homeowner is like hosing down someone who's like cracked out and like yelling and screaming on <laughs> next to his house and he's like hosing him down he's like get out of here <laughs> uh yeah that's our criminal element here yeah yeah they're not exactly professionals or anything like that no they're actually especially if they're high they're yeah they're idiots yeah okay yeah that's it for me i haven't really done much really Okay. Uh, for me, what I did in guns this week is I went to SFRC on Saturday because you know what? It's Saturday. I, um, I really like those people. Well, uh, Saturday, I also actually went went out to the Kincaid Ranch. Kincaid Ranch. It's Kelly Kincaid. Kelly is one of my best friends. And she's part of my people. So Tribe, hash- Kelly. I was going to get to that. Hashtag, hashtag my, my tribe. My bad, um, but she is also uh, well, Kelly Square. Um, so recently, um, talk amongst yourselves. Like I let the dogs in. Just hold on a second. So the other thing I did, Adriel, was I got a Volcorsing extractor from Sylvester. You know where Sylvester is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sylvester's in Bonneville, yeah. Yeah. So while I was placing the order, a listener was in the show, and they heard them talking about me. So he, he like, Facebooked me. He's like, hey, so you're ordering from Sylvester, are you? I'm like. Dude, how do you even know that? I was at the store today when your order came in. They were talking about <laughs> you. <laughs> how freaking awesome is that? Yeah. yeah, you're infamous. Not famous. You're infamous. Correct. Yeah. How much of this so, CCI standard should I get? Two thousand rounds. All, yeah. No. All of it. You know how all much? You know how much of that that uh, federal I'm sitting on? I've probably got like four thousand rounds ton. of this stuff. Sell the federal. <laughs> CCI standard is fantastic. Yeah, it like is. you switch to some You'll... Ely, you switch to some SK, you don't get much better performance. Like my five nine seven, just I don't It'll, think it's possible yeah, for it to shoot any better. Like do two, two it, it loves do the 2, the standards. Do yeah. to do all the thousands. <laughs> two thousand, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. If they're not, you know, it's not like I, it's, not I, I, it's not gonna I, go bad. I prefer. Uh, a coated bullet for gopher because mm-hmm. I don't like getting lead on my fingers while I'm doing that. But if I'm target shooting, like I want the best performance possible. And that's typically right. from a, an uncoated bullet, like a SK standard laser uh, and uh, CCS standard velocity. Right. Yeah. And you're going to be doing a lot of CRPS matches. So just get two or 3000. Oh, sure. Park's got a RPS. And or RPS as well. So, I'm gonna, yep. Yeah, I can't wait to try standard for ORPS. Yep. When I think of all the Ely rec packs I bought. <sighs> okay. Going back to the Kincaid range. So I bought t-shirts for everybody. And we wore them on Saturday night. Everybody being Colin, or sorry, Tracy and Kelly. 
So Kelly Kincaid and Tracy Wilson, we all converged onto the Kincaid Ranch. So Colin was there, Greg was there, Kyle was there, and us. And uh, we put on these shirts, and the shirts say, um, mine says, Kelly, who cares? And on the back of it says, um, Kelly Squared. And Kelly Kincaid has hers as well. And on the back says, oh, there's pictures on the internet. Anyways. I'm getting a shirt that says, who cares, Kelly? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we got together. It's always great. Uh, I had a really rough week last week, and I'm still having a rough week this week. So I'm actually into the moonshine. Cry me so a river, man. You. I know. <laughs> Every you win. Everything. I'm not even you done win. telling you guys all the stuff. Wait, I, we're going to we're getting to that. But that said, uh, I told the ladies that we were going to make some really good food. We generally get together two three times a year and just go out to kelly's place because one she has a range at her place and two we can get just stupid crazy and and have some good laughs so we did have some good laughs um we took some pictures and posted them uh, some of them not all of them uh i made uh we made some homemade schnitzel and spatzel jäger schnitzel because you know german that's where i'm from so we made that and it was fantastic. Uh, we stayed up until late in the night and then in the morning we got up and then we went out and shot. We shot guns because Kelly has her own range. Uh, shot a lot. We shot 22s mostly or some of them. Anyways, at uh, 50 meters, uh, Colin brought some uh, steel um, and Sweet. we so means that we just didn't have to go and reset anything. Exactly. It was really, really a lot of fun. Uh, Colin also bought the, uh, brought his ART, uh, ATRS, the CCFR uh, Modern Sporter. Um, so we shot that. And Greg brought his ATRS, it's like ATRS all over, the uh, Modern Varminer. So shot that. And uh, Colin actually shot out the bolts on the steel. So we shot until it actually broke is what I'm saying. And then we went back and we, we had more schnitzel and spatzel and we just, we had a really, really good time. It's always fun to hang out with your, your friends and just decompress. Uh, and yeah. Have so. you seen the movie Hit Hoodwinked? The cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. Why? The schnitzel guy. <laughs> I, can, I can just, that's Colin, man. Yeah. Colin, I have pictures, not pictures. I should have got pictures of Colin. He like it's like eight o'clock in the morning. And he's got a piece of cold schnitzel and he's just I've eating it up and he's just eating schnitzel. He's a savage. Yeah, I love him. It was fantastic. And I taught Tracy how to make schnitzel. So she, she, I gave gave her um, pork and put it in a in a ziploc and then she took a a mallet and just banged the shit. Out of her the pork she goes this is so cathartic i said yeah i know eh? <laughs> sorry i'm not sure what cut of meat she's using but she shouldn't have to bang it that hard i mean <laughs> no you don't have to but it was well, if shit was coming out she was banging the wrong piece of meat <laughs> it was a lot of fun so um what else did we do oh um yeah i didn't do much else other than that that was it went to the range well kelly's place and yeah that's better kelly's it. range yeah, well, Kelly can get orange. Mm-hmm. It's always nice. She built a maple seed range, and then I love her. I know, and then she there's a there's a she has a natural range, but we 
like maple seed, it rains a lot, right? It was the first year and it just poured like every day. So the natural range that she had, we weren't able to use. So she actually did clear the, an actual range for us. Huh. So yeah, that's where we're going to have our boot camp in a couple of weeks too. Oh, so nice. Yeah. Because it's nice to have a range that you can just go out to and shoot. Right. We're not American, so we can't shoot off the back deck, but at least we can, uh, if we build a range and it's approved, you can go and shoot there. Okay. Let's go talk about upcoming events. I'm going to talk about the first one, then you guys can pick up after that. So the first one is TACCOM uh, Canada 2020. It's happening September 11th to the 13th, the Canadian Pro Gun Podcasters Network. We're going to be there and uh, you can actually drop by, uh, you can actually drop by our table and see the, the podcasters there. We're going to be on hand throughout the whole entire show. You can come by, you can pick up some swag, you can get your picture taken, whatever. And you can also drop by while we're doing our live broadcasts as well. There's going to be, we're going to be get talking. Get your pictures to, taken. Yeah. Get your pictures taken with us. With who? Oh, well, you think people want to post for photos with podcasters? Well, you know, Gavin's going to be there. Ian's going to be there. I think Sean Hyman's going to be there. I'm going to be there, but they probably don't want their picture taken with me. But everybody well, if else. I had to go through that list, Kelly, it would be you. I'm not going to lie. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be some really, really cool people at TACCOM itself, but then there's going to be also us, the podcasters. <laughs> there's going to be some really cool people and me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. The radio uh, people. The people with yeah. the Unfortunately, I will not be there. Yeah. So that's because if I was there, I'd be picking on you guys. You wouldn't have to worry about listeners making fun of you. I'd be doing it. <laughs> yeah. That being said, Adriel and Trevor are not going to be there. Let's see if we can get them in there anyways. Um so drop by the booth while we do our live broadcast. Uh, we're going to be talking to event organizers, Fred Pellegrino. And we're also going to have some guest speakers on. And then we're going to also talk about all the cool stuff that uh, the vendors have as well. Right now, just to let you know that uh, I just posted it on our Facebook page and I shared it in a couple other groups as well. You can get early bird tickets. They just actually went on sale. There's a link there that you can click on. It's specific to us. If you click on that link, please actually click on that link and not just going to the website. And the reason is because we're raising some money. So we have to figure out what that money is going to go towards. But if you click on the link and you buy your ticket, type in early bird 15 off. And what that's going to do is going to give you 15% off your, your ticket basically. So that discount is valid until March 31st. And then after that, the prices will go up or to regular prices. So we're going to have the link in the show notes as well. And we'll post that everywhere too, but share the crap out of it if you can. Okay. Why don't we talk about, uh, Trevor, why don't you take over the next couple of things as well? Do you want to talk about the 10th annual or do you want to go on to? No, I got it. Um, okay. So the 10th annual podcast network charity shoot, it will be at the Rescue Gun Club on the 4th of July, which is a Saturday. Registration and payment will soon be through practice score. Cost is uh, $25. The events will be a mini steel challenge. What that means is uh, four of the official USPSA steel challenge stages. You can use a 22 pistol, a 22 rifle, uh, PCC, or handgun. Then there's a half round of trap. And while all of that is going on, we will have one bay open for just planking at your heart's content with 22s or pistols on steel targets. Um, it'll be a common firing line. You won't have to go down range to reset any of the steel. It'll all be reset from the firing line um, or just be good old-fashioned static. So that'll run all day to give people an opportunity to do something. And a break, while, while they're waiting for the events in the back to uh, to finish up. 
Smoke on the Water will, of course, be there. Um, we may have some other vendors or sponsors on site. The details of that will be coming out. I'm going to order brisket just for me because it didn't get any last time. You better call ahead. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, we will have uh, the benefic- benefactor of the charity or the, um, not the organizer of the charity, but um, the charity is the Rodney Harkwell Memorial Fund. Mm-hmm. And it, it uh, is a fund that goes to provide financial support to children in Rescuish County who need to travel out of this region to receive um, health care and uh, medical support, whatnot, tests, treatments, etc. Uh, outside of this region. So the, the fund goes to help pay for that. It's named cool. after Rodney Harkel. Mm-hmm. Um, it started off as a three-on-three hockey tournament and the money would go into the fund, but it has since turned into quite a quite an organization awesome. and uh yeah so we're really excited and proud to be contributing to that and we will have rodney's mother on the show to discuss rodney and the charity and how it's grown over the years so stay tuned to slam fire for more details on that okay we did uh, have a quick question about that yes. people were asking when uh the when registration practice score will come up so can we when give, we, uh, it'll come up when it comes up awesome all right, it'll be it'll happen when it happens. I'm not putting a date or a time on it. There's a lot going on right now. I know it. it uh, the sooner we get it going, the better. Um, the event is not until July, so um, my suggestion to you would be to slow down. Just just hold well, on a minute. And, and the other thing to think about is that it's it's not like you're reserving a spot that no one else can like Correct. that you can't get yeah. when you just show not up. Gonna, right. Not going to sell out. Pre-registration uh, is required, but it's not going to sell out. Don't you worry. Pre-registration just makes our lives as match directors and organizers easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps with the catering for the barbecue, all that stuff. But don't yeah. worry. You will get a spot. Feel free to book your room. If you're worried about anything, you're worried about accommodation. Get your Airbnb now. And yes, get an Airbnb because you can get an entire house for the same price as a cheap hotel room there's some really good ones in dalhousie just like you know. yep and they're affordable but if you want to be near the party yep. you want to stay in camelton just saying and also just saying my house is not wheelchair accessible um okay. next officer yep. f- support officer frank fundraiser yeah so the, the gofundme has reached its goal but that doesn't mean we still don't need to keep going um Look, I'll put it in perspective for you. Our goal was $20,000. Frank's first trip to Toronto was $4,000. Okay, so $20,000 is a drop in the bucket. Um, we want to keep the, the fundraiser open for a while longer to try and raise more funds because he will be traveling to Toronto. He will be receiving his treatments in Toronto. This is all official. I can all I can now give you all an update on the status of his cancer, the status of his treatment. Um, and so... Um, yeah, because I haven't been on for a while, and he's gotten some news, and he's gotten some good news. But yep. he's not out of the woods yet. No. So, in Moncton, <laughs> he received very dire news. In Moncton, they told him that he had stage 4 lung cancer. So, a quick lesson for those that don't understand what that means. Stage 4 means it has spread from its original location. You know it's lung cancer because whatever area they... Sorry. The, the type of cancer is determined by the area in which they perform the biopsy. It will have cells of the original location in the biopsy. For example, or let me explain. In Frank's case, they performed the biopsy on the tumor in his neck. 
the tumor in his neck contained his uh, lung cells. So that tells the doctors that the cancer originated in his lungs. Okay. So in Moncton, it was determined that he had stage four lung cancer. Yep. It was also determined that he had an incredibly rare sarcoma in his neck. Now, the way to treat a sarcoma is you perform an operation and you cut it out. It's not one of those cancers you cure with radiation. It's not one of those cancers you cure with, cure with chemotherapy. The only cure for sarcoma, from what I understand, from everything Frank was told, is that you cut it out. Well, in Frank's case, they can't cut it out. The cancer it has been in his neck a long, long time, could have been there maybe as in the, we're talking years already. It has attacked his vertebrae, has damaged his vertebrae. It's caused them to crush down on the discs, which caused the pinching of the nerves, which caused him to lose strength in his hands. And now it's progressed to the point where he's losing strength in his legs. So that's what prompted him to want to get a move on and get an MRI, which is why he went and got a private MRI. Otherwise, he was going to wait in the public health care system seven to eight months to find out what the hell was going on. Initially, he thought this was an old motorcycle accident coming back to haunt him. But now we know it was cancer, a sarcoma, attacked his vertebrae. They said they couldn't operate because it's in his spinal column up in his neck. It's in and around the spinal cord and they can't get in there and operate. So they told him in Moncton it was treatable, not curable. This did not do anything to boost the man's morale. He crashed after that. He was in a pretty dark place. Um, they sent him home while they waited for a second opinion on what kind of sarcoma it was from Halifax. So it was time, you know, sitting around. He goes back. He gets a second opinion. They tell him it is uh, not a second opinion. They, they yeah, well, Moncton wanted a second opinion. They sent it to Halifax. Halifax confirmed what Moncton thought, that it was this rare form of sarcoma. So they did their research while waiting. Um, they knew it was a sarcoma, so they started researching sarcomas in Canada. And there is a sarcoma clinic in Toronto. That's all they do. They work on sarcomas. There's a whole slew of medical facilities in one neighborhood in Toronto that are tied in with the university. And um, they're light years uh, beyond what we have here in in. Uh, in New Brunswick. In the backwoods? So New Brunswick, he, yes. He requested a transfer to uh, a referral to Toronto, and the team in Moncton was happy to do so. So off to Toronto he went. Toronto, he got some conflicting information. First, they told him, yes, they could operate. So awesome. Then, then they said, no, we can't operate. Then they were going to try and inject his vertebrae with some kind of medical cement or concrete to prevent them from deteriorating anymore. Now they can't do that. But what they're saying they can do is they can treat it with radiation. And uh, basically the radiation they're using in Moncton is about as equivalent as a microwave. It's like 1970s technology compared to what they have. And uh, it'll never turn them into the Hulk. Let's just put it that way. So Toronto is uh, far more advanced. So he will be traveling to Toronto to receive radiation treatments on his neck to slow the growth. There is still a significant tumor on his lung that needs to be dealt with. But the neck is the primary focus right now because it's already so advanced yeah. so they're going to they're going to get a treatment regime in place for the neck um if all he had was the neck he could live for another 25 years maybe because it's slow moving but he still has that tumor on his lung that needs to be addressed yeah but right now they're actually more concerned about the neck than the lung so more tests more trips to toronto but he did get some good news you know we can take care of the lungs and the neck is slow moving so once they take care of the lungs, provided that doesn't spread anymore and all that good, so he could he could be um, in a lot better shape than he thought he was just a couple of weeks ago. But he's not out of the he's not out of the woods yet, and it's still going to be expensive. It's still expen- you know 
a lot involved in traveling to Toronto. So we would like you to continue to support the fundraiser on GoFundMe, please. Right. Okay. So we get out of the woods with Frank. Yeah. It's been a rough week. It's been a rough week. Yeah. Sunday night, the hospital call says your father has pneumonia. It's time to call the family. He's not coming out of it. Tuesday, Tuesday morning, the doctor looked at my sister and said, if you had that much, uh, potassium in your blood, you'd be dead. So it was pneumonia on Sunday, Tuesday morning. It was kidney failure. And then we just stayed there. God love my sister. She stayed with them 24 hours a day. I would come home at night, sleep in my bed, go back the next morning. And when I arrived Thursday morning, I was like, Oh, I knew Thursday was the day there was, there was just no tea slipping and slipping and slipping and slipping. And Thursday, it was very evident. He had taken a big turn from Wednesday. So unfortunately he passed nine 45, um, Thursday night, my sister and I by his side, holding his hands. And uh, love Chris Kingston. Chris Kingston was the president of the Rescue Gun Club for a long time. One of my mentors in Ipswich. He's now a deacon in the Catholic Church. My dad was a Catholic. I called him up. He came up. He prayed for him. Um, his wife. They, this is what they do. Chris and his wife. They spend all their time um, visiting the elderly and taking them to appointments and meals on wheels and praying in church and in the hospital stuff like that. It's just two amazing, amazing, powerful human yeah. beings. Yeah. So they came with, uh, yeah, and shortly after that, he was gone. So next morning, I take off to hell to to Fredericton to see to see see the boys, the Cowboys the boys from hell, yeah, to the boys club, and um, the Trevor I get, bunch. I get home Monday night. Um, well, I, Trevor calls me uh, on Friday to offer his condolences, and he shared with me some 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 personal news that was pretty bad. And I thought, oh man, you know, well, listen, I'm going I'm to get through this whole dad thing. And then you and I, we're going to talk about this new thing that's happening in your life. Um, we don't even get a chance to do that. He goes away for the weekend, same time I did, two different towns. He gets home Tuesday, pulls into his yard and his house is on fire. <laughs> he called me. He's like, hey man, hey, what's going on? My house is on fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I'm like, uh, okay, um, I'll see you soon. I drive down. Alain comes. Mark Giroux is already a fireman, so he's he's there, you know. Yeah, I was like, just going to say, Mark. Everybody's, like, everybody's Mark, did, Mark, did you hear about Trevor's house? He's like, I'm already here. And didn't you don him? Of course, he's there. He's in uniform. He's a fireman. <laughs> so um, get there, and Trevor's in the truck warming up. And uh, anyway, yeah, man. So other Trevor, or as some of you a-holes like to call him, better Trevor. <laughs> better Trevor. Me. Yeah, better Trevor, yeah. <laughs> Better Trevor's house burned on Tuesday and he lost all of his worldly possessions and that were in, that were in yeah. the house. So we're talking everything was lost. Yeah. Um, he went back the next day and they actually let him in um, to try and retrieve his firearms and he retrieved them. And he brought them to the shop for assessment. It doesn't look good. Um, so uh, like everything's gone. He, 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 he had a backpack, right? He stayed at my house that night and uh, I gave him some clothes to wear until he gets a new wardrobe and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's very sad. Uh, same thing happened to Muffin a few years ago, right? And the listeners just jumped right in and uh, started sending donations right away to help Muffin get back on his feet. So like all of his ammo, all of his, all of his, you know, all of his stuff. Uh, we was gathering reloading components and, 4,000 rounds of ammo, like Ipsa gear. Okay. That's all, that's all stuff. That's all replaceable, but like uh, filthy state at Trevor's house. And he said, I learned two things about Trevor. One, he doesn't believe in air conditioning and, (laughs) 
And two, he really hates bears because everywhere in Trevor's house was black bear um, a taxidermy, right? Like he was responsible for slaughtering like two families of bears over the years. I'm sure of it. So there's a lot of money in taxidermy, man. And you can't, you know, this is like, I shot this bear on this day at this time. And this is the first bear I shot. And this is the biggest bear I shot. And this is the smallest bear I shot. You know what I mean? Like he loved, he loved hunting black bears and uh, he lost all his taxidermy. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor unfortunately lost his mother to cancer a few years back and he had her family photos up in the attic and they're gone. So you can't replace the taxidermy. You cannot replace your mother's photos. No. And, um, but we can get together and help him replace everything else. So what we're asking is that the listeners support <laughs> better Trevor <laughs> um, by sending an EMT to Sola. Uh, I'm just going to spell it out. It's, it's S O L O T H A S at hotmail.com. And we will put that in the show notes and we will yeah. put that on Facebook. We have his blessing um, to do this. So Trevor is my right hand man at the Rescue Gun Club. Yep. There he like and he he works there when I can't make it. He doesn't just show up and, and follow me around. He he knows what to do. Um, not just with Ipsic stuff. He does an amazing job of taking care of the Rescuers Gun Club. And, um, you know. He, yep. He lets Maple Cedars in early and he yeah. helps us set up. Uh, yeah, like, he's he's fantastic. Tre- he Trevor, really is a better Trevor sometimes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, means, he means so much to me personally. Like, the, 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 the things that he's done to help make my life easier at the Rescuers Gun Club at SummerSlam, we had a prize table with guns on it, and I won an, I won an FX9, and I immediately gave it to him. I didn't even take it. I was like, I won an FX9, and I'm giving it to other Trevor. Like, you know, like the man just. He's he he's a paramedic. He spends his whole life giving to other yep. people and caring for other people. Now he needs us to care for him, and it makes him completely uncomfortable. I almost think it's funny. Like he's he's taking care of people for so long, he doesn't know how to let other people take care of him. So yep. you know, you're helping him and embarrassing him. What more could you ask for? It's awesome. Yeah, it's totally awesome. So um, uh, please send an EMT over there directly to him. Where last time we took the money and when we gave it to the guy, and it's just. Just fire him off an EMT, you know, just some walking See, around money. Let him get a pair of Nikes or something, some winter boots. And so yeah. he does have insurance, but that's going to be a bit before he can get that all organized as well. So he just needs a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, yeah, the gun community, like no other community, is awesome for getting each other's back and helping each other. So, um, you know, I look upon it as a personal favor. Uh, and I don't forget anyone who does me a favor. Like, Please donate, help Trevor out. Yep. Okay. All right. So everybody is now going to all unfriend you. You do know that, right? That's fine. They can't find me anyway. I changed my name. <laughs> yeah. Can't unfriend who you can't find. And actually, it's right. not true. I've been unfriended for changing my name. And then people were like, oh, it's you. I added uh, you. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> Yes, or he unfriends us, and then I don't add him for a little while, make him sweat. Okay. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> We're not, uh, uh, why don't we actually move on to Oz? Uh, well, there's nothing in the news, so new gun stuff. Wait, wait, Adriel's- wait. Let me throw up this policy talk thing. So okay. we talked a little bit about it in terms of like where it's going to be and that kind of thing. I'm just going right. to throw up the Eventbrite uh, on the screen for everyone. So if you're in Toronto, 
And you want to go check, take a look at really? this, uh, this happening? Uh, that's how you guys you say to... it, right? Tirana? No. Tirana? No, that's how people from away say it. Okay. Tirana. From away? Is that from people outside the center of the universe? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. It's T dot for you for T-dot. us that are T dot. T dot. Okay. Yeah. If you're from T dot, uh, <laughs> want to go check out the policy talk. Thanks, Posby. <laughs> uh, head on down to Toronto, and uh, it'll be somewhere there, somewhere in Toronto. I'm not sure where. It is. Yeah. Queens Park. It's going to be Queens Park. Heart it's House. near Queens Park. Heart House. Yep. Heart House in uh, Queens Park. That's right. somewhere in uh, Toronto. <laughs> So policy talk, go and go if you can. Um, they're going to be talking about some real solutions with people who are involved in this, not people who are in government that are making decisions for us, but people who actually are right there in Toronto trying to figure out how to make some changes. So. I think it has something to do with how you hold the gun, like whether it's like this or like this. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen experts saying that. That's Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. New gun stuff. So, the, so uh, we talked about Chacho last week, and yep. uh, there was a couple of new guns, and one of them was the uh, the Savage Renegade. Renegade. Yeah, and uh, Art, no Renegade. Renegade. Re- say it again. Renegade. Not Renegade. It's Renegade. It's uh, none of us have said Renegade once. I did. We've always said Renegade. <laughs> Yeah, and all right. Uh, why is it called Renegade? It's, it's a shotgun. Shotgun gauge, and it's a Renegade. Oh, that's so stupid. Oh, I hate. I it love so you. <sighs> anyway, Renegade. Renegade. Oh my so, god! Sorry, Adriel. It's too expensive. It's way it too is. expensive. It's. It's a semi-auto shotgun. It's brand new. It's coming from a company that does not make semi-auto shotguns, and it's sixteen hundred and eighty bucks. And it has a stupid name that Kelly can't pronounce. I can pronounce it. I'm just driving me crazy. Too clever. Too clever (laughs) for some of us. (laughs) Renegade. Is it supposed to be some stupid play on words? I see the gauge. Instead of Renegade, it's Renegade. I get it. It's just not funny or all that. But clever. we really liked it because you can switch out the cheek. Yeah, okay, you the can palms. switch out the, the combs are piece. dustable. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and the the back there. Uh, it's also the heaviest semi-auto shotgun Sorry. that you can buy. <laughs> A three-inch chamber that it's seven point nine pounds. How did they make it so heavy? Um, all the like, I I went through Cabela's. I looked at stock? all the other semi-auto shotguns. This is the heaviest one. You're doing a disservice by telling the community about this. Someone might buy it and then blame us. I really liked it. Of course you did, Kelly. <laughs> of course I, you did. I think the price is too high. I think I think that uh, give them a little while. They'll drop the price on it. And then it'll be the price it should be. But like at right. sixteen eighty, what do you like, the Kelly? The fact that it's overpriced, ugly. I didn't know the price last or, week. Or, or has a three inch chamber where everything else is three and a half. I didn't know that it was the price on it last week. I like the fact that it has I an adjustable cheek weld, mm-hmm. right? So the and, combs are the combs are adjustable. And right. the and it's pretty heavy, back. so that it yeah. Oh exactly. wait, now hold on. Are the combs adjustable, or can you swap them out? And are they all? And does, thank you. It comes with three heights of of uh, cheek rest, which is kind of okay. cool. That's yes. kind of cool. The shims at the back, kind of cool. 
Yep. Back to the yeah. semi-auto three-inch shotgun. Yeah, we got a couple of all they had there. to do. All they had to do to make this decent was make it three and a half and twelve hundred bucks. Twelve hundred bucks is, is where I think it needs to be. Twelve to fourteen hundred, somewhere in there. It'll, yeah, it'll drop down there. I think it'll yeah, drop absolutely because they won't sell on it. You're right, Kelly. Yeah. I didn't know what the price was last week. Now that yeah, I know it's seventeen hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It would be yeah. very soft shooting. Eight pound <laughs> shotgun. Shoot <laughs> it's Kelly's disgruntled face. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see it, but trust me, it made me laugh. That's yeah, man, for. it's too bad. It's too bad that it's eight freaking pounds, and it's too bad it's seventeen hundred dollars. But it does have some cool features. Yeah, it does. One cool feature: the adjustable cheek rest. All the other features on that thing are available in other pretty standard. Okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> Uh, I stand correct. Maybe there's corrected. something else that's cool. I don't know. I talked that's to a guy who was that shot, and he was like, "Yeah, I saw it. Meh, yeah, semi-auto shotgun. We we thought it was pretty cool at the point, but at, for seventeen hundred large, not so much. Why don't yeah. we go on to the next one, CCI? Did you say seventeen hundred large? No, I said seventeen hundred dollars. Oh, I thought you said large. I'm like, you run with the crew now? What are you? You bet. <laughs> in D dot. D dot. Me, my crew in D dot. You bet. Uh, one thing I noticed with uh, more of Savage's, Savage's rim fires is they are using drill and tap scope mounts instead of dovetail on a lot of them. So there's 64 has been switched over. At least the uh, okay. takedown one that I've got, and their new. Like that new one that had the weird stock on it that you didn't like. Uh, their survival one. I can't remember what it was called. Minimalist. Yeah. The minimalist. Uh, I think that was what it was. That one uses uh, drill and tap scope mounts as well. And that's just a, a Mark II. So I think that's kind of cool. One thing that uh, I hate with a passion is those dovetail mounts. They're just mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm liking what Savage is doing. More drill and tap. That piece, yeah. 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 Uh, now that I've bought some and I don't have to like, uh, you guys aren't going to snipe it from under me. Uh, <laughs> uh, mag dumps got CCI standard velocity, 500 round bricks for a 33.99. That is the cheapest. That I've is seen. pretty cheap. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Even like Gotenda is above that. I went and looked at some spreadsheets that I had before. Oh. And the last price I saw that was on sale was around, around eight cents a round. So under seven. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Yep. Good price. Cheap. Yeah, got a bunch of stuff. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, The next part, uh, and this was, I believe this was Korth that announced this. Yeah, so uh, Ruger got this new PCC 4-end. It's a free float thing, and they are now making Canadian compliant barrels for them as well that work with that free float 4-end. So you can get the the Ruger PCC non-restricted in Canada with the free float M-Lock 4-end on it. I didn't get it 9mm or 40. Yeah, I... 40 is kind of interesting. What if you went hunting yeah. with that thing? What if you went hunting? That's, hmm. That's what pretty... You get That's 155 cool. grain um, 40 projectile and you just make it super stanky. Something you wouldn't want to shoot out of a pistol but out of a rifle. Yeah, you kill some deer with it. Yeah. Um, so I don't like this uh-huh. because uh, I don't see any rails. Maybe you can um, put some, like you're going to put your red dot on your receiver anyway. Yeah. So the uh, is this going to make the rifle lighter? I doubt it. I well, why are we doing this here? What, what's what's the point? What's well, why are we doing this? Free float, and the original one wasn't. 
Right. Yeah, some rifles need to be stocked up to be accurate. So just because it's free flow, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going mean, to, you know, it's, it's somehow, okay, it's free float. So what? It's going to, is it is giving me accuracy? What do I care? Uh, I haven't really seen great accuracy out of the Ruger PCCs. Like it's, it's, exactly. a, it's, a, it's a nine millimeter. Maybe this is better. Maybe this I'm is better. seeing Gavin, I'm seeing gallons choke more and more, by the way. He's having choke? malfunctions. Oh, every, really? every, every, every match, there's malfunctions in this gun. Now, I don't know if it's his ammo. Or the um, but he's having not keeping the ammo in the right spot. Could be because he's running the adapter for the Glock mag. Yeah. Now I tell you what I do like for the PCC, and that's the complete Troy chassis. Just simply this forearm, this forehand does nothing for me. If you just want to do it purely for aesthetics, okay, I get that. It looks cool, I guess, but it's it only halfway. Cool. But it's only halfway cool, Kelly. You got. Mm-hmm. Hunting in the back, it's more and like party, party in the front. In the front? Business. <laughs> yeah, it's like hunting in the back, tactical in the front. It's it's just like what's this like a Troy, mullet? What's this Troy chassis called for the Ruger PCC? I I can't it, find this. It's called the Troy Ruger PCC chassis. I don't know. Can't find it. Uh, Midwest is doing a chassis. That's it. Sorry, it's Midwest. Thank you, Adriel. Oh, My bad. So weird though. This is like okay. I'm gonna put this on screen. Mm. Uh, it's like an AR back. Buffer tube and uh, stock and whatnot. Well, Roger. maybe that'd be that. Maybe that'd be neat. Yeah. Okay. Somebody needs to buy one so that I can shoot it. Just saying. I mean, <laughs> just go shoot gallons. <laughs> I've already shot gallons. I've already shot Ian's. No, this is um. Well, I'm. I, uh, I don't know if I'm looking at the right one yet, Adrian. Okay, you look for. No, all this isn't talk it. About some bullets. Yeah, uh, do that. I'll yeah. find it. Tezro has all the bullets, all the Lapua bullets. They've all the bullets ever, and I love me some Cenars. Cenar, Skinar, Cenar, Cenar, pronounced Cenar. Yeah, they've got the uh, the hunting, the naturalists. Uh, if you want to shoot something with a green tip, yep, uh, they've got those. And then if you want to just uh, shoot paper, they've got the Lapua Cenar uh, bullets, which are a very nice, high quality bullet. Well, that's kind of neat. Uh, let's see. Wolverine is doing a pre-order on all the Browning and Winchester shotguns and rifles that were at SHOT Show. So if you saw something at SHOT Show and you're like, oh, you really I like? need me one of those. Uh, you go through them. Their pre-order is 50 bucks. That's the deposit you got to put down. So it's not you're not putting huge. down huge money. Right. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. Wolverine website. Come on. Come on. Oh, uh, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they listed all of the. If you go through the uh, the link that they provided, they listed all of the shotguns and and rifles and all. The and the rifles. Yep. Yep. Wolverine yeah. is a fantastic company to deal with here in Canada. Just wanted to say that. Heck yeah, man! The hip wells. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That Browning Xbolt. Uh, is that it? No, I like the. Um, there's a Browning stainless rifle at the shop in thirty out six that I just. Man, Fingers has got a stainless Tika in 300 yeah. win mag. And it's Tika, so it's amazing. It's plastic, so who cares? And it's stainless, so who cares? I just love something about a plastic stainless <laughs> hunting rifle. It's plastic. It can get scratched and not look bad. You put a gouge in a piece of walnut, it makes you want to cry. Even if you hate wood as much as I do, it's like you know it should be looking pristine, right? right? Stainless, not going to rust. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so I, I something I something really appealing to me about a synthetic stocked stainless hunting rifle. Stay with me, synthetic. That's what I said. Echo tech. <laughs> synthetic. Lanyard. <laughs> Lanyard. Syn- synthetic. Yeah. Hey, Echo. You're talking to a man who couldn't pronounce Lithuania until he read it on another competitor's jersey at the World Cup. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it. If you said it and I tried to repeat it, I couldn't do it. I had to read it off Lithuania? the jersey. Lithuania? Lithuania. Lithuania. Yep. So okay. synthetic is still a bit of a challenge. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You put a link in there. I'm going to pull it mm-hmm. up. Oh, yeah. That does look like the Midway one. That is the Midway one, is it not? Yeah. What we're talking about, guys, is I found a link to the Ruger PCC oh, okay. chassis that I really like. Yep. Ruger announces new pistol caliber carbine chassis models. And the whole thing. It's got okay, a, this one actually looks much better. Much better. It's got a pistol grip. It's got a collapsible maybe? folding yeah. stock. Yeah. Free float handguard. The only thing about the free float, free float handguard I don't like is, and the CZ Tactical 22 is like this. One of the 1022 chassis that Troy makes is like this. You've got a nice round symmetrical handguard, but the barrel is not in the center of it. It's mm-hmm. at the top. No, nope, you got all this funny space in the bottom. It just looks awkward. It just but your sight is that much closer to the barrel. This is true. You're not wrong in that. You're not wrong. If you put so, some, like real low mount. Oh, you couldn't with this one because your cheek weld would be way too tight. But yeah, so this looks okay, man. Yeah, I like this. I disagree, and I don't like the look of it. I think that really, uh, I don't like, and and just. Do you think it's, it's functional? It's functional, yep. but I He's think throwing, gear throwing a, uh, an AR stock on some guns looks weird. You're right. Um, it looks one like, like blocky and angly yeah. at the back. Yeah, but it it's probably good. way more functional. Listeners, Google this. Remington 597 VTR, and you will see a visual representation of what Adriel just described. Correct. It's a gun that was not supposed to have a pistol grip stock or a collapsible stock. And they did a real poor job of executing it. So I guess that's how you feel about this one, Adriel. It just doesn't belong. Well, it's probably probably works great. Like a collapsible stock, adjustable. Yeah, but you think it looks? Do you think it looks forced? It's like does it look like a gun in it? Does it look like an SKS in a tactical stock? It looks like they took a regular hunting style gun that goes like this, and they made it go Mm -hmm. like that. Oh, now it's deadly then. It's now a deadly assault weapon, according to uh, Democrat uh, lawmakers. Yep. Democrat. Turn, We're in Canada into, here. Well, that's a for that Virginia. He's talking about that person. Thing, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll keep Canadian. Yeah, wow. Our Canadian politicians are at least smart enough just to just to say nothing or <laughs> no, say, what they are say very little. Is just we're like going to everything. We're going to ban assault weapons. They'd have no no reason to be uh, in our streets. Um, they're just made for killing lots of people. We're going to arm all the police with them, but uh, but they're just yep. made for killing lots of people. Right. So when the police need to kill lots of people, they'll have the right weapon. Yes. Okay. I did watch the response from Bill Blair today. He did have a couple of good points. Our police. Our police need to be better armed. Just oh, saying. I think they need. I think and they the borders need ARs. ARs are the appropriate. Borders need to be firearm yeah. for them. Borders. Everything do. else he said was crap, but yeah. other than that, all right. I just can't stand the hypocrisy around the the wording of patrol Paul. carbine versus uh, deadly assault weapon only made for killing lots of people. Well, when it's cops, it's patrol, patrol. car. Yeah. 
when it's the law abiding gun owners, it's assault rifle, apparently. Okay. Paul Paul Barrow has a quote of the night referring to that shotgun, the savage. Mm-hmm. That shotgun has the dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweet. All right. Okay. Uh, why don't we get into our main topics? Our main topic is actually what we did in 2019. We didn't cover this at the end of the, like, we're all here January. together. So, yeah, you haven't been here for a couple of weeks. So, I think let's I talk think we about. We talked a little bit about like what our goals were for next year. I don't think we talked about like a was... review. No, we didn't yeah. do a review. We did say that we did a heck of a lot in guns, but we didn't actually talk about it. And that's going to be our main topic what we did in 2019 and 2020. What are our plans? So, Trevor, you're up first. Why don't you tell us about how 2019 went for you? It was amazing. Um, I got to meet a whole bunch of new people, got to go to a whole bunch of new ranges. It was yep. uh, probably my most prosperous year um, to date since being involved in the firearms community. Um, 35 different events, and that was uh, not only shooting events, but also teaching. I taught some classes, both uh, officials classes and shooting classes. Um, just, just a fantastic year. I accumulated over 50 ipsic points. points so yeah you go to level one you get one point level two two points and so on so in one season i was able to uh, accumulate over 50 points back in the day if you wanted to become a range master you needed yeah. a bowl of 50 points well i got over 50 points in one season this year so it's just amazing um and so the highlights for 2019 for me was uh, i became a range master I, f- yep. I finally completed all the requirements okay. to become an, an IPSC range master. So that was a, a, a compliment, an accomplishment that I'm very, very proud of. I also, in, in the first year of becoming a range master, uh, I was, um, I did my first solo level three. So I had been co-range master and mentoring under people at other level threes in the past, but this was the first time where I was the, um, and it was my first gig as a range master officially um with my fancy pants shirt and my new credentials in my pocket um my first match was a uh, a level three and it was the southern new brunswick 250 yep and uh i love ken harrell and the whole team down in hampton he puts on an amazing event so it was it was uh, pretty easy for me to uh, to do it i still made a mistake or two but um Nothing incredibly detrimental. Um, First time I was nervous at a Nipsic match in a long time, believe it or not, because, uh, you know, it was... You're in a uh, different role, right? Well, it was the first time I was like, uh, there was was no one else above me. (laughs) No one next to me. It was all, right? So, um, yeah. I shot um six level three ipsic matches this year which is which is you know a lot some guys don't get to um shoot that many matches in a couple of years level threes that is so um can i ask like so you shot six level threes where where were they were they all in the runswick nope um there was two in nova scotia and one in quebec so it started off with uh, an indoor level three in nova scotia Mm -hmm. then the hampton 250 um SummerSlam, the nationals Right. Um, the New Brunswick Provincials, the Nova Scotia Provincials. I don't forget the 250 in there or not. But uh, yeah. So um, yeah, six level threes in three provinces. Cool. The charity shoot, of course, was a highlight. Um, the most fantastic time ever. Oh, man. At Drumheller. Yep. Oh. 
best charity shoot ever. Um, the camaraderie, all of us staying together in an Airbnb was fantastic. <laughs> we, you know, we lived together, we ate together, we cooked together, we cleaned together, we drank we together, we we played tours together. Yep. And I mean, like almost nobody got annoyed with anybody. I mean, yeah, everybody was annoyed me all the time anyway. So nothing was different there, but like, I didn't get annoyed with anybody. So I guess that's the, that. The, the only thing that you were annoyed with was the, um, don't talk about the mining. No, it was such a good time. It was the range was beautiful. Um, the town itself is fantastic, and he just super geeked out when we went to the Royal Terrell Museum. Listen, for just because I pushed a child doesn't mean I geeked out. <laughs> no, you actually geeked out, but you did. I said, go on up. I'll get your picture. He actually shoved a kid out of the way. It's my dad. <laughs> That's enough, Junior. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to look good. That's right. And but then Kelly, I love you, Kelly. Kelly tried to get me into the back where they work on the fossils. She's like, Trevor can do this. Just let him in there. It'll be fine. Excuse like, me. No, this is a kid's camp for Saturdays. He's not a kid. It's not Saturday. It doesn't matter. You really should let him in there. I knocked on the door. <laughs> oh, I have somebody kid. here who would like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, Look, he, he just pushed a child. Clearly, he's at their level. Let him in. It was fantastic. Uh, it was, yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, go for hunting. I love my Alberta friends. They've made um, so many dreams come come true. Shooting little field rats in the face, so much fun. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be boat there this year though. With the Newfoundland trip, I don't know. I, know. I don't know. I'll, got, I'll shoot a couple hundred for you. Yeah. Uh, Shoot. I actually got to meet Jeffries. I had have never met the man before, and I got to meet him. That it was, it was a really fun trip. It's a treat, yeah. Hmm. Um, some other highlights: I tied my personal best in maple seed this year yep. with somebody else's gun. Just the same. Yep. Um, I started shooting ORPS. Uh, it's always exciting when you get into a new firearms uh, shooting sport. Uh, I shot my very first physical style match, which I'm always like very critical of. Oh, it's about the, it's supposed to be about the shooting, not about the running, not about Keep the throwing the about that. It It's not supposed to be a, a, a dummy dragging contest. It's not supposed to be a get in and out of a car contest. It's supposed to be a We had contest. a 15 minute argument between you and Adriel about running 80 meters. Like, no, yeah, no. it wasn't 80 meters. It was like 50 or something we were talking. It and it was a 20 minute argument. It was 80. Yeah, it was long. Yeah. It was long. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. you had your first physical style match, which you loved. I don't know if I love it, but I you won. You loved it. Come on. <laughs> well, I loved it because he won. Yeah. I loved yeah. it because I won. Yeah. He did. No, I mean, Joel did a fantastic job and, yep. and uh, he learned a lot. And I'm very much looking forward to going back to it next year. I think it'll be a little less physical because you can't, there's just things you can't foresee, right? It's like, Oh, yeah. What if we do have to have a reshoot? How do we handle that when guys are expected to run 400 meters, right? So, anyway, um, everyone learned. It was awesome. Um, And then I I shot in, like, a a few different divisions. I started off in Classic, and then I got my PCC. So, I spent a a large portion of the season in PCC. And then I ended the season uh, with Production Optics. And then the Calgary Shooting Center sent me my new um, sponsorship gun. And I spent uh, the end of 2019 in production optics and started 2020 in production optics. So that's been exciting. Uh, I I taught a CRO course last year and an RO course last year, specific to IPSC. But I also became, with Greg Weiss and Sean Hyman, master learning facilitators for the Canadian Coalition for Iron Rights 
range safety officer program. I know you're all chomping at the bit. When are we going to do it? When are we going to start teaching it? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, Greg is in charge of that project now. I just yep. couldn't. I couldn't get ahead with it, and uh, my schedule was was slowing it down. So uh, I've asked Greg, and Greg, of course, graciously is taking over that project. So I'm still in. I'm still in, but Greg is is leading the charge on He's, that now. So yeah, it's in very very good I hands. Do that. A lot of people need to do it, so we'll we'll be teaching them soon. Um, Mary Machi uh-huh. is asking me about one a month, once a month. When are we doing it? When are we doing it? When are we doing it? So, um, and then I went out and I taught a fundamentals course on my own, um, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I learned a lot as a solo instructor for a handgun course. I don't think I've ever taught okay. a handgun course without McClatchy. So, what so, you what did you learn about it? Like you're doing um, solo, so what, what well, was the learning points? Try and um, well, I don't know. If, well, I don't know if I learned. I well, I guess I don't know if, I, if learned is the right thing. I, I at the end of the day, Kelly, they wanted to do more running and gunning and focus on other things, but okay. I kind of kept them where they needed to be to work on their accuracy. Okay, so the course you style it for the. Com- not competitors for the participants, but they want to do something else, but you knew they weren't ready for it. So it was yeah. also really a learning point, right? Yeah. You, yeah, yeah like so. you, you mm. do the course according to the participants. If it was other participants that were more advanced, then you would have been doing more running and gunning, yeah. but they probably weren't. I mean, I, hope, I, um, I hope they're not listening. Oh, <laughs> some of them, some of them definitely are. Um, I, um, I, 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 after I reflected on it and of course I debriefed with them, I made some notes for myself. I just don't remember what I wrote down, but there was right. some, you know, you learn every course, right? So, yeah, but you're an experienced, you're an experienced um, instructor. So you knew what level that they were at, even though they wanted to do other things that maybe they weren't prepared for it. You're an experienced yeah. instructor. So you're going to keep it safe and you're going to get, give them what they are able or capable or so. Yeah, it's like what's what's the point of focusing on getting in and out of positions if you're not getting your hits while static? Exactly. So we, um, yeah. Um, okay. Let's move forward. And then I bought a crap ton of guns. <laughs> like I bought a lot of guns <laughs> this year. <laughs> and Please. I and I and I sold fewer than ever. Yeah, I started a Kui collection this year. Right. right? And uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we got the yeah. It's been fantastic. So you're the, now the official Kui Museum, other than you know. And the I, Northern New Brunswick uh, Kui uh, Kui Museum, uh, for exactly. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but probably my favorite part is um, the travel and the meeting of the new people. Yeah, that's always the fun part about yeah. guns, right? Yeah. And if you see me at a shooting event, um, you need to approach me and introduce yourself because I'm shy and I won't do that to you. I'm usually, and <laughs> once you He's know not me, shy, but he won't no. introduce himself to you. Right. Yes. Once you know me, you can't shut me up. But if I don't yeah, know yeah. you, I just I could just avoid you, and it's not because I don't like you. I'm just I'm just afraid of you. Well, I just assume that everyone knows me. <laughs> I just assume, like, of course you do. I am That's famous, keep... and yeah. uh, I don't need to introduce myself. It's probably the same for you, Trevor, and you, Kelly, right? Well, I mean, you know, be it nice to everyone, actually, but have a plan. It's and... kind of cool, but it kind of also, like, hey, I know you. I know your voice. I hear, listen to you. I'm going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool, but it's kind of like, all right. Yeah. You know, it's it's more cool than anything else. Yeah, it's more cool. And it's kind of, like, complimentary when people come and, up to you. Hey, you're Kelly. 
Yeah. I'll never forget the first time it happened, right? I was at the 51st annual Calgary uh, gun show with Jeff Reese, my first time out there visiting him. And um, we're at a table talking to a guy about something. And uh, uh, just this this dude in line behind me just all of a sudden goes, so Trevor, where'd you get those red line precision parts for your Caltech 2000? Your sub 2000. It's like... Oh, hey, man. Hi, how are you? What's your name? Adriel, <laughs> you talk about that. You talk about the fact that you can't go anywhere and you're telling these stories and people people already know them. They've already heard all these stories because they listen to Slam Fire Radio. That's yeah. always weird, right? It's yeah, like, uh, but it's really every, cool. Every time you meet somebody who listens, you're somehow surprised that they listen. No. Because it just feels like... We have some really good listeners. We do, we do, but There's I still feel that way. Them. Whenever somebody goes, no, yeah, listen, man, I, I heard you talk about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, right on, yeah. I go, it's the same feeling every time. It's like, it, 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 it mostly feels like we're I'm just hanging out with you guys, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when, and, but I, it's still to this day when somebody says, oh, yeah, I listen, I go, oh, yeah, you do? Well, that's cool. So you're one it of the three. Cool. That's awesome. Man. I really, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I guess I can't tell you about go. this gun Anyways. I bought because you already know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's when they come up. What are you selling it for? Um, Trevor, yeah. what are you gonna do in two thousand twenty? Um, well, some of the some of the big events. I mean, no summer slime, unfortunately, because we gotta recertify the range. So mm-hmm. that's a big one. Gotta get the range recertified. Um, we will of course have the fifth annual Ronnie DeGroote Memorial Steel Challenge. Yeah. Do you know the dates for that already? Or yeah, no? it's always the first Saturday in June. Always. It's okay. the anniversary of his memorial service. So it's the first right. Saturday in June. And you raise uh, a box. A month, yes, of course, um, of Forty Creek. Yep. A month later is the um, 10th annual Canadian Podcast Network charity shoot. Yep. Uh, also at the Rescue Gun Club. And then um, Muffin and I will be off to stay with uh, Bolivar at the. Um, Are you staying there? Yeah, man, we're staying okay. at the Boulevard in Barrie for the Ipsic Nationals. And that's on the August event. long weekend? Uh, yes. And yes. Um, Muffin and I are on the classic team. So although I am shooting production optics for the Calgary Shooting Center, I'll be switching back to my Calgary Shooting Center classic gun. Because oh, really? if I, yeah, if I had not made the switch from the production optics team to the classic team, there would be no classic team. And I don't do nationals without Muffin. Muffin yeah. is my boy at the nationals. We travel together. We shoot together. We're teammates. No Muffin, no nationals. So I was more than happy to get back on the classic team because I ain't going without him. That's, that's all there is about right. that. So um, it's uh, shoot Muffin or don't shoot. So That's going to be interesting. You had Brian Bolivar's with Muffin? Oh, no. He'll behave. He'll leave us alone. He understands we're there to work. No, I know that you're there to work, but it's still going to be, it's going to be a fun times. Okay. Oh, yeah. Proceed. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be like, it'll be like the time the Nationals were in Halifax, right? And it's nine o'clock in the morning and I'm pouring a cup of coffee and Casey goes, uh, you want some cream and sugar? And I was like, no, man, I'm lactose intolerant. And you know, I don't eat sugar. And he hands me the Baileys and says, cream. And sugar. sugar. <laughs> and it was on. We drank all day after that. <laughs> that didn't go well for you, though, at the match. Just because it was the day of the banquet, Kelly, there was no match. Oh, okay. We'll start Never drinking mind. before a match, Kelly. It was 9 o'clock in the morning. We're not going to drink the night, the, the night before the match. Yeah, this was 9 o'clock in the morning. It was the day of the banquet. All we had to do was drink, go to the banquet, pick a fight, and hey, Trevor. then, yes? We're supposed to be talking about what we're doing in 2020 because Adriel and I have to go next. You don't, I understand. If you don't make mistakes, I don't have to correct you, and we could just <laughs> get things done faster. Talking about drinking before a match. Anyway, and you ruined, my whole, pick a fight at, you ruined my whole pick a fight at the banquet story. 
And then I'm going to do some more maple seeds and RPS. Adriel, it's your turn. Okay. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I got to have my maple seeds and RPS. You're going to have yeah. a fantastic time. I mean, can't wait to shoot more maple seeds and, um, and take the high score away from Adriel. Actually, Good technically, it's, uh, it's Corey Johnson, but Adriel for the podcast. And bolt action, Norinko's. Bolt action, Norinko. <laughs> right. Uh, listen, you're lucky you don't get the coronavirus shooting all those Norinko guns. <laughs> I will be the first among us to get the coronavirus if one of no us gets it. No doubt about it. it. It's it a, me. Everything is competition. <laughs> Trevor's going to be Contact. rubbing himself against... I actually, well, what, when SARS when SARS was in China, that's when I flew to China. It was so cheap. Oh, the flight, yeah, the flights were really cheap back then. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not I'm joking. I'm not joking. Risky. Dear China, not everything is food. Science of the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Debatable. Debatable. Uh, I saw a bowl. Uh, would you eat this, Adriel? I saw a bowl of soup with a. Bat. Adriel will eat anything, yeah, and a, yes, he'll eat the one question. with the bat in it. Yes. Like we have chicken and how in god's name would you eat a bowl of soup with a bat in it with a spoon (laughs) boy well done done. (laughs) what kind of stupid question is that how do you eat your soup okay (laughs) your bat soup i didn't have any bat soup in 2019 that's a that's a downside in 2019 I shot eight three-gun matches. I uh, shot them all in limited, so that was just with a red dot. Last year, I shot with uh, TAC Ops with a scope. Um, I thought, like, yeah, what? So they're only, like, three, 400 meters away. I'll shoot them with a red dot. And, like, they're big targets, so who cares? And, uh, yeah, it worked fine. I mean, the, yep. the scope is better, but at close range, the red dot's better. So why not, right? Yeah. Most of your shots in three-gun are actually pretty close because all your other bays, like you might have one really long stage. Everything else is going to be close in. So you might as well do the one that you can just point and click at everything and hey, nice and fast. Yeah. I got a question for you. Uh-huh. Ever thought about going down to like Utah or anything for a three-gun match? Because when you're talking about really close in Canada, it has to be really close because we don't have a lot of ranges with the really long. Mm-hmm. But down in Utah, you're showing out to, you know, four or six, eight hundred. Ever thought about that? Uh, no, and you're pretty close to a three gun match. No one does 800. Eight three guns. Yeah. Far. Like the, yeah. the furthest that you'd seen a three gun match is typically around 500. That, and that, that would be a pretty large target. And uh, I would do that. I would do, I would do 500 cool. with, uh, with a red dot. Yep. Okay. Just need to hold, know your holdovers and, uh, and just start flinging it. Just, just slap the crap out of the trigger and just start sending You'll the lead down range. Volume. You'll get it eventually. <laughs> it's bound to work eventually, right? Uh, yeah, so I shot a bunch of uh, shot a bunch of three gun. Uh, I actually did four pistol matches this year. Uh, that's, really? Uh, that's different. Yeah, bunch yeah. of the uh, uh, bunch of the Ipsic style ones at Phoenix. Uh, some stuff in Bonneville. Uh, did you yeah. get out there yet this year? Phoenix indoor yet this year? Not yet. No, not no, not this year. Because um, you have in the past. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You should. Uh, I well, I went to Phoenix to go shoot pistols. Um, Doesn't Amanda but, uh, shoot there? Yes. Well, there you yeah. go. That's yeah. you have no other like if that doesn't get you there. Another will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to shoot with Amanda, check your pulse. Amanda's fun. I shoot with her in three gun. She comes up to the uh, three gun matches. Yeah. Nice. Uh, podcasters charity shooting drum heller. Very fun. Very cool. Uh, lots of uh, lots of good times there. I always like me meeting all these uh, all these people in the end of the community. They're uh, it's always a fun time. Uh, we did the uh, Battle of Alberta charity three-gun match uh, in, uh, in Edmonton here. 
That was really yep. good. Shot my first CRPS match. That was interesting because uh, I had not shot a PRS match before, and PRS matches are what? different than Ipsic and Three Gun and all these other matches, right? It's uh, it's a lot of fun too. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, well, especially since it was Rimfire. It was like super approachable, and uh, I was uh, shown where I was lacking. And, uh, and that was interesting because I've got to a point now with uh, with Ipsic, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Like I, I, I can do all right in a match. And with uh, uh, three gun, I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, and with uh, one jumping in and doing CRPS for my first match, it's like, ooh, ooh. So when you said you were shown where you were lacking, what do you think you were? Well, I shot like mid-pack, which is like not typically where I place, right? And, and that okay. was with applying what I knew. Uh, about CRPS and uh, having a pr- an okay rig for it, right? An Arenko right. bolt action should be should be just fine for that kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm I, not going to ask any questions. I was going to explore this with you and try and determine the reasons. What? No. No, never mind. <laughs> Although the reasons you. were me, the gun, the gun was fine, and I, I, I talked he's, down that gun, but the gun's gun. actually pretty accurate. Uh, right, it was, it was all me. Well, what did you have for glass? Uh, just a, a Citron six to twenty-four uh, by twenty-four, just a twelve hundred dollar piece of glass on top, like you know. You put that on that. You put a, <laughs> yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah like a yeah. four times like the you price put of his gun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, more. You put more. the Citron yeah. on the Norinco. Yeah, yes. That's six you know times. What? Six times the price of that gun. <laughs> I'm going to stab you. And there's not a jury in the world. Well, we always talk about you. having a glass on your gun. Yeah, spend more on your glass, right? At least at the cost of the rifle. And the, the rifle was two hundred dollars, so I had to go. I had to go high. Adriel, I want you to look, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. I hate you. Oh, come on. No, you don't. No, no I do. I... The scope's off now. So I put, uh, let's go back to my original question. What did there. you learn? Oh, uh, dopes. And uh, yeah. uh, get, out, get out and shoot your rifle at those distances. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah you got to learn more. that stuff. I did yeah. that before, but I was constantly changing things here and there, and I, sh- I should have just been shooting. Mm. Just yeah. shooting. because It's uh, not the kind of game that you can that you can just do on a whim. You got to get out there. You got to shoot those distances with that rifle, with mm-hmm. that ammo, and just do it again and again. And you and have again. to know your wind call. Yeah, and that's why you. Yeah, yeah. you got to get out. You got to practice in the wind. Like when I was doing archery, Kelly, I'd get to the range. Oh, it's windy today. It's windy. I'm going home. Nope. You yeah. shoot in the wind. You shoot in the rain. Because mm-hmm. guess what? The tournament's on Saturday, and if you drove four hours to get there, and the wind's blowing or it's raining, are you going to get in your car and go home? No, you're going to shoot it. And if you didn't force yourself to shoot during practice in the rain or the wind, you're going to hate yourself. So, yeah, get out there and shoot in all conditions always. Yeah. 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 That was a good good experience. They're they're fun. Like, it's a really fun match because if it's, you know, crappy out in the windy and all all that other stuff, you know, everybody's doing terrible. So, (laughs) like... I shoot in that kind of it's those fun. kind of conditions anyways that's it, it, you live in Al- you live in alberta and in edmonton so yeah it's gonna be yeah. crappy and windy anyway uh, so can't get crappy enough out to uh <laughs> to shut me down on that right uh yeah so, I, I did a whole bunch of maple seeds uh did a couple of a bunch camps. yeah a bunch a bunch you followed bunch, you followed us across half the country some of Canada, saskatchewan a little bit and uh Certified instructor in that. That was cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. 
now we're now we'll do all the other ones. I do. Yeah. Uh, I actually I love your your wife even more because mm. I know what that means as well. So thank you, Amy. Go. Oh, she just bought the family calendar for the year. I'm finding some time. She's not looking. I'm gonna go put all the meal seeds in there and just be like, they're on the calendar. I can yeah. put them on way ahead of time. I'm uh, gonna have to buy her like flowers and just make, okay. make, make the uh, make the calendar prizes girly prizes like last time so you can give them away yeah okay yeah uh let's see here yeah i did a couple maple leaf seeds boot camps uh helped with a ladies day at Chaz. helped with an open yes, day thank you. uh and i shot my phone i shot my phone yeah 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 that was 2019 yeah uh 2020 <laughs> i'm gonna be doing a couple more maple seeds uh, right now, uh, um, yeah, eighteen for sure. Uh, yeah, maybe twenty-one of them. Yeah. I apologize now. Sorry. <laughs> we'll see if I'm married at the end of 2020. <laughs> that's that's another, that's one of my goals here. It's not. Uh, I don't know if it's really realistic or attainable, but uh, uh, stay married is a is a goal. Uh, well, if we're doing eighteen to twenty, what can happen is you can we can get up to speed with that and more instructors, then they can actually become shoot bosses. Then you don't yes. have to do all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the plan. Uh, that's a that's a goal is to, is to make sure that other people are set up for uh, for this kind of thing. Correct. And there's there's some other yep. people who are who are like going to get there. They're they're fantastic. Yeah, you have yeah. a great team there. So thank you. Yeah, and then uh, two or three ladies' days, I think. Uh, podcasters charity shoot in New Brunswick, Battle of Alberta three gun match, and then maybe some IPSC or 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 PS or both. Yeah. Both, yeah, that's going to be both. Be both. I'm, like the thing, like, gonna... I, I don't want to, I don't want to pay the hundred dollar IPSC membership fee and then only shoot like one match. Um, but if there's a couple like interspersed around here, outdoor ranges, I would love that. Yeah. Uh, ORPS is kind of interesting to me because that's at like Sherwood Park runs those monthly. It's uh, easy to do because it's like you, the furthest distance you're going to be shooting out to is 80. And so most, mm-hmm. most ranges can accommodate that and it's monthly and I it's got a couple 22s. Yeah. yeah. Going, going back to what you said about uh, Ipsic Adriel. Um, I get it. I appreciate what you're saying. Spend a hundred dollars membership to shoot a match or two. But you need to, um, to check with your section's policy about um, maintaining your black badge. And recertifying if you... on black badge. Right. Yeah. It's not something I'm, I super agree with, like the fact that that's a thing. But mm-hmm. uh, I understand it. Our policy is quite generous. You've got to go four full seasons without shooting a match. And now, your your skills may not have deteriorated, but the rule set may have changed. Right. So that's why it's like four years. You could have been shooting IDPA for four years, and all of a sudden Show we up say, to Ipsic match with a Fisher's vest on." And no, no. But the, like, my point, my point is, you've maintained your skill set in practical shooting throughout that whole time. So you take your black badge, you shoot a couple of matches, mm-hmm. and then you switch to th- the three gun for four years. You come back to us and we say, sorry, you got to prove to us you can shoot. Even though you've been shooting three gun for four years, you need to take your black badge again. Well, the, the rules have changed in four years, right? So it's right. not just about proving you're safe. You also have to reacquaint, re, re, reacqu- reacquaint yourself with the rules. So re-familiarize yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's been just want to make sure you're aware that it's been your section has policies and research. Okay, probably. I have yeah. a question for you about IPSEC. Do you have a lot of matches going on in your area? Alberta? Yeah. Not like specifically northern See? Alberta? Not really. Yeah. So this you're more of Chaz, the three gun. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to you're not going to yeah, get Edmonton, Edmonton, whereas... Edmonton is sparse for some reason. Well, well, we'll have, th- we'll have that one at Chaz, and if yeah. that goes well, they're probably going to run like a whole pile of them the year after, right? Right. So, yeah, you're right, Kelly. They do three gun. There's no three gun association, but there is an actual Ipsic Alberta section, right? That's certified and all that recognized and all that stuff. But they don't have near the amount of matches that three gun has. So you have to ask Correct. yourself, yeah, why is that? You've got a, you've got a a recognized association that's tied into a national recognized association that has a training program for the competitors, has a training program for the, for the officials. None of this exists in three gun. Three gun is a bunch of good old boys that want to shoot their three guns at their local club. And it's growing like crazy in the outlaw world. So why is that? Well, the answer is simple. It's fun, right? It's fun. It's, it's informal in a lot of ways. It's still safe and whatnot, but it's not, it's not as perhaps stuck up as as Ipsic. It's not as elitist as Ipsic. It's mm-hmm. not as rulesy as Ipsic. It's fun so, shooting rifles too. Like shooting it, an, shooting yeah. an AR in a competition is what an AR is for. They're fantastic right. for that. And yep. uh, pistols can it's, be a little bit frustrating to people when they first start. Sure. And in three gun, you don't have the to be the best well, sh- pistol right. shooter. Pistol well, the is reason- the hardest firearm to 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 master. Right. So. Right. The reason I asked it is because you're saying, well, he, you know, you might have to requalify within a certain period of time. But when we're talking about Western on West, sorry, Western uh, Canada, it is more your three gun. Like we don't mm-hmm. have anything here in Ontario with respect to three yes, guns. You do. Yes, you do. We, we have a limited not, amount, right? Not so, a lot. Yeah. Right. And here in Ontario, uh, Ipsic, as soon I'm as you have a match, third in the country. It's, so if we have a match, we have like there it's immediately sold out, and then and you know. There's a yeah. Can I explain why it's immediately sold out? Because there's so many people. Yeah, yeah. You have uh, so much competition for shared ranges. Ex- right? Exactly right. So and then New Brunswick and Nova Scotia and, and Prince Edward Island. You have it. I'm Ip- a little bit jealous about how much Ipsic there is in New Brunswick. I talked to uh, some, well, of, sure a big some of the of other uh, Ipsic shooters uh, on Discord, and they're always talking about like all these matches that are coming up. And it's like, geez, like you guys' population is nothing, and you guys have so many matches there. It's uh, right. yeah, I'm jelly. I'm jelly. It depends on which area of the country you're in. What what what's going to be prevalent? That's, yep. Yep, and I mean the people who are active at our clubs yeah. are Ipsic people. That's why Three Gun isn't really growing out here. If we had a uh, if we had a club that just wasn't an Ipsic club, and just had a bunch of guys that want to have outlaw Three Gun matches, well, we would go, man. We would always go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Three Gun, but you know our section coordinator for New Brunswick is currently planning a level three rifle match. That's cool. Hmm. That'd be fun to shoot. Yeah, I like I like running my rifle. He sees Ontario um, taking off with sanctioned shotgun. And he's like, "Yeah, it is. May, maybe we could be the sanctioned rifle province, right?" But mm. we shall see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for me. Kelly, okay. what about you? 
Um, so my life has take, been taken over by a maple seed. Um, <laughs> uh, we were you out of it. Queen. I know. Uh, we were about 70, 75 matches, or not matches, but uh, events last year. I didn't count them because, well, that's a lot of fingers. Um, but I know that I was over 45 uh, events that I went to last year. And when I'm talking about events, I'm talking about from Alberta all the way to Prince Edward Island, basically. I didn't get into BC. Um, Rick did all the BC events, but from basically from Alberta across the country. So I spend a lot of time at ranges uh, through and, and basically spend all my vacation at ranges doing maple seeds. The thing about those is I love them. Um, we did ladies events as well. So uh, specific lady seeds, uh, we did those. I did CCFR uh, three CCFR Ladies Day events that were here in Ontario and around the um, around the area. It was a fantastic time with that. Seeing new ladies come into the sport. Um, uh, one event had eighty, another had forty. So last year we put over a thousand ladies, or sorry, close to a thousand ladies into basically a ladies events for the CCFR. That's one of the other hats I wear uh, with the CCFR, I um, am the VP of Women's Programming, so I help coordinate events across the country. So a lot of time was put into that as well. Went to the uh, podcasters charity shoot. We already talked about that. Um, one of the things that I usually do is the Meaford uh, Long Range Steel Challenge. Love that, Ryan McLean. Get me the information. We'll put it up on our, our events page. But uh, so I helped out at that event and. Um, Dave Kratke was our RSO for that. I love the event. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do it this year because I'm going to be at the I'm going to be at Talkcom as well. Did a lot of open houses. Um, so did specifically with new shooter days, people coming out and trying them. Um, with the new shooter days, there's generally with respect to the ranges. So it's not ladies' day events. It's it's you know men and women. Uh, but I also actually. Uh, I gave away some um, uh, events, or sorry, not events, but days uh, for fundraisers. And I brought uh, a lot of people to the range, um, set up some events with uh, women, specifically new shooters um, that have never tried it out and wanted to try it out, took them to the range, specifically um, women. What else did I do? I did three CCFR uh, town halls. So um, I went to a few of those to talk to people about specifically about guns. But the other thing I did as well was Kingston City Hall had a meeting and they were talking about uh, petitioning the federal government, went to that and spoke at that as well. Um, I think it's important that we do that and, and talk to people about um Actually, right now, specifically with the the new uh, legislation that's coming in with uh, with our municipalities, you need to go to those city hall meetings and, and talk to your uh, municipal people. So I did that, um, and we had a positive result with that. Nobody here talked about doing stop the bleed. So, uh, Adriel, oh, sure. yeah. oh 
Yeah. Adriel and uh, Trevor and I, as well as Dave, we uh, took the Stop Bleed course, which is fantastic. And the reason that I say this is, is because I've already taken the first responder and I've already taken, you know, all kinds of different other first uh, first aid courses. But this was put on by somebody in our community who knew what we were actually looking for. But also it just actually refreshed uh, things for us as well. So we had a fantastic time or fun time uh, taking Stop the Bleed. They're available. Those courses are now available almost across the country as well. So if you're looking for uh, a bunch of our ROs for three gun, go through it like a whole whack of them and a whole bunch of uh, range people as well. That's a fantastic course. Yeah. If there's one course that you're going to keep refreshing every year, uh, you should be refreshing your first aid. So specifically stop the bleed. It's something that's important for our community because it's, you're going to talk about plugging holes and plugging holes that are, you know, 40 cal, holes or whatever so i did do a couple of boot camps with our iats as well we're going to be doing another one soon i'm really happy about those those boot camps are actually preparing our instructors uh, for the next round it means that i'm going to actually be able to have a break um so um those are lots of fun um yeah as i said Every couple of months we have a range day at the Kincaid Ranch where we just get together um, and just shoot. But that's with our with, uh, you know, our friends as well. Uh, What else? Uh, The CCFR Gunny Girl calendar. We have a weekend where just a bunch of women who like to shoot, get together. We take pictures and we prepare the calendar for the next year as well. And and. that's about it, I think. Uh, 2020, one of the things I want to do is I wanted to actually take some track lessons. So I'm going to be doing that on Wednesday of next week. I'm going to be starting that. And I'm going to do a couple of uh, boot camps as well. So I'm hoping to get out to things er, to New Brunswick. Um, Saskatchewan is actually having one in May, I think. And I'm hoping to fly out for that. We're going to do some here in Ontario as well, again, so that we can do more boot camps we do, the more... We're going to actually have uh, instructors okay. uh, and our faster promotion of our instructors. And that means that, you know, if we have pr- faster promotion of our instructors, we're going to have more shoot bosses and we're going to have more events because we're not, we're not going to be able to keep up with the demand this year um, for Project Maple Seed, but hopefully year after we'll be able to meet demand basically um we're going to have more ladies days across the country i'm going to help organize those but i'm hoping to get out to some as well maybe um in alberta maybe in manitoba as well as here in ontario and we're going to have obviously maple seats i don't know how many i'm going to get to this year i'm going to (laughs) leave that alberta so adriel you have um I know that we have some really great people within the Maple Seed organization, like Adriel as well. He's going to do events. I know I'm not going to have to go to those. Uh, I know that in New Brunswick, we're not going to have to go out to those. So I'm going to concentrate here on Ontario and and, um, do some events here. We have some really good people. So I'm super excited about that. I'm not sure if I'm going to do like 45 or 60 or whatever um, this year. I'm hoping not. Oh God. Um, but I knew that I do know that I'll get to quite a few of them. So, and, uh, I'm excited about that. Best thing about shooting in our communities is we get to meet all kinds of fantastic people and people are excited about shooting. And that's why I like to do maple seed as well. So, yeah. And that's me, I think for, for 2020. That's it. Cool. All right. 
let's uh let's, let's cut to tracy to give an update on the ccfr so there's been a lot of things happening in the news lately with respect to gun news. So that means we are bringing on our favorite person, Tracy Wilson of the CCFR. She's on tonight to actually give us a, an update on all the things that are happening with the petition, a new event that she's actually organizing. And uh, why don't actually, Tracy, why don't you just let us know about some of the things that have been happening? Sure thing. So today was an awesome day. Um, I know lately a lot of people have been really worried about the liberal, um, you know, all the all the liberal stuff coming forward. We've got talk of gun just bans. Just worried about liberals. Just just in general, worried about liberals. In, in general, worried about liberals. We're as, having right. a little bit of elevation with our liberal concern these days, though, yes. That's correct. So, you know, a lot of people have been saying, where are the conservatives on this? They got to be speaking out. Well, oh, Yeah. I, <laughs> and it's been absolutely crazy. Every single day during QP, there's been gun questions. There's usually one, maybe two. Today, this is what happened. I was downtown for a lobby day. I met with Aaron O'Toole's policy team, and I met with Rachel Harder. We actually Good. talked about the previous petition, which we'll get into that. But um, anyways, I, I had a bunch of lobby meetings, and I come out of there, and I get a message from OLO saying, hey, you're going to want to watch QP today. And I'm like, oh, I'm just leaving the hill. Okay, I'll put it on my phone. So I listened while I was driving, not, not watching, just listening. And there were five consecutive gun questions. So normally they don't – normally that's not how it works. Questions right. have to be submitted to the opposition leader's office ahead of time approve and they'll throw one or two here and there like i said before today it was just like a full-on assault on bill blair so it was amazing we had five mps some of them i've never heard of we had some rookies uh raquel doncho did a great From winnipeg yeah, yeah she's a new rookie mp and i love her she did a great job same as uh, Alex ruff he's another uh rookie mp he's a veteran uh military veteran Right, he's in Bruce Gray, which is out near Perry Sound, and yeah, Bruce Gray, and, yeah. So, you know, they were just hammering Bill Blair, and it was so funny. I got to tell you this. So they're, you know, they're going at him for uh, attacking law-abiding gun owners instead of focusing on crime and stuff like that. And then Steve Blaney gets up, and his question actually was not a gun question. He says, you know, uh, Minister of Public Safety. There are currently 50,000 illegal immigrants in this country. When are you going to stop, stop attacking law-abiding gun owners and start working on, you know, uh, deporting some of these illegal um, border crossers or whatever, which was not really related. He threw in the law-abiding thing. Well, Bill Blair went in, you know, they've got their prepared responses that he answered to everybody with, you know, we are working hard on crime by increasing gun control. So he kept repeating that over and over. So although Blaney's question was actually about immigration and not about guns at all, he answered it with this with the the uh, prefab gun answer. So it was hilarious. I was laughing my head off while I was driving. He was so frazzled. He looks like hell. I don't I don't know if he's having health issues or what. But um, anyways, yeah, he he had a really rough go. So as soon as I got home, I started receiving um, clips of those videos. I've got a couple of them up, and I'll get a bunch more up. So. Everyone can find those on the CCFR uh, official Facebook page. So excellent. So yes. So yeah, I were really good. Rachel Harder today, which was great. So you may remember last year, uh, she partnered with a young guy out of Alberta, Ryan Slingerland. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they won the petition. 
So she sponsored that one. And at the time of its closing, it was the second most signed parliamentary e-petition in Canadian history, which was great. And I think it closed with just over 86,000 signatures. Well, petition E2341 has gone completely out of control, which is awesome. I'm not sure what we're at today because I've been downtown all day. But I think we're approaching 140,000, aren't we? Yeah, we're just a couple of hundred short of 140,000 right now. Right. So that moves us into the number one most signed parliamentary e-petition in Canadian history. And that, that's a huge um, thing. So, that's, gaining, that's gaining mainstream media attention, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's gotten quite a bit of media. And it's funny, too. I've noticed we, we're seeing, uh, I contacted, uh, you know, Ducks Unlimited, Delta Waterfowl, all the provincial wildlife federations, the Canadian Wildlife Federation. We've gotten some great response from some of those partners. But I've even seen like there's a steel workers union or something yeah. that, that's got it out there on Facebook, but as a sponsored ad, which means they're paying to have this out there. And it, huh. it's a it's a it's a parliamentary process slash gun petition, right? So yeah, it's uh it's really picking up a lot of steam. We've got uh I think a month and a half left to go. I personally would love to see this hit a quarter of a million. It's going to be very hard for the Liberals to ignore. So We're seeing also a lot of non-gun owners sign it as well. And a lot of my friends who, they think that we need to have a democratic process with it. That's Basically, it, they don't you. agree with that. Yep. They they might not be gunnies and they might not agree maybe with all yep. of the things that we like we want, but it has to be a democratic process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, they, they, like, you, sorry, Tracy, go ahead. I was going to say, and that's the thing with this petition. It's not actually necessarily against a gun ban. What Mm -hmm. it's against is the, you know, the overreach and the abuse of parliamentary power. Normally something that would affect this many Canadians, something as big and as expensive and as all-encompassing as a huge gun ban like what they're talking about, that would go through the proper parliamentary Mm -hmm. process where it would be a House committee, it would see a Senate committee, it would be debated by members of the House of all stripes, they would hear from experts, review the evidence, and then make a vote, an educated vote. This is just stripping all of that down, and it's basically like an executive order. So it's very undemocratic. It's, um, you know, it was not meant to be used in this way in OIC. So, yeah, that's why people are getting behind it, because they're like, and I agree too, you're like, Okay, you want a gun ban? You think it's going to do something about crime? Let's debate that. Let's yeah. debate it and let's see. Show me the evidence. And then if so, then have your vote, right? But they won't do that for two reasons, because the evidence is against them. And number two, because of their weakened state of a minority government, they know that they need to lean on the other parties to support it. And they're not confident they've got that support. Right. So, yep. yeah. And we saw that today, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and you see that vote for the investigation on the um, the infrastructure spending and, you know, they're already losing votes. Yeah, they, they lost a House vote yesterday to that. And then, of course, in March, we're going to have the uh, big vote on the budget. And if you lose that vote, that's um, that's a vote of non-confidence and an election's called. Which actually is a really bad thing right now, but I, you know, we'll see. Um, why don't you tell us about so policy and effects of gun bans? That's going to lead right into the next event that you're going to be talking about. So, yeah. or, so sorry. Our, yeah. yeah, one of our team members had started um, the concept for this. So basically, it's called Policy Talk, the efficacy of a gun ban. 
So here's the thing, you know, you've had the mayors sit down and have their meeting with the chiefs of police. You've got politicians, you know, you've got all these people sitting in their little silos in their individual groups discussing, you know, what would this work? If not, then what would work? However, a lot of times they're not even discussing it with the people who live with the effects of gun violence every day, who see it, who work in an environment where they're trying to rescue at-risk youth and do gang intervention stuff. So the idea here is we're going to put a panel of people together. It's a very, uh, you know, a varied panel, I guess. I was going to say. say. Yeah. So we've got um, uh, Jordana Goldlist. She's a criminal defense lawyer out of Toronto. Very kind of famous. She's done a TEDx talk. And basically, she was a homeless teenager. And she turned her life completely around. And now she's one of the top paid uh, lawyers in Canada. And she actually defends you know, like murderers and gang bangers and, you know, the the very people that are committing the crime. Um, But she also does a lot of work with youth that have gotten themselves into this mess and trying to get themselves out. So she's going to come and speak. Um, Also, Evelyn Fox, who I've developed quite the friendship with over the last uh, year and a half. Um, We had a huge meeting with the victims groups last year in Toronto Um, Evelyn's son was killed uh, in September of 2016 at the age of 26 outside a nightclub. Um, His murder still goes unsolved to this day. And through sharing her grief and her experience, um, she actually formed a group called Communities for Zero Violence. And um, she doesn't support gun bans. She wants credible work on crime, community programs, um, you know, a study on the socioeconomic issues that lead to gang crimes. So right. she'll be there. We've got Emily Sanford Brown, one of our favorites. She's, yeah. yeah, she's been a faithful gun owner for over 30 years. She um, runs the Ontario Provincial Trap Shooting Association. I believe she also sits on the Canadian uh, Trap Shooting Association. She's been through every, you know, variation and step of licensing and, and gun ownership in this country. So she she'll uh, she's also a professor and she works with young people. So she's got some stuff to say. Alison DeGroot is going to join us as well. She's the managing director for the CSAAA. Um, she can speak to, you know, the enormous uh, burden and cost to taxpayers that a gun ban would be, um, as well as the repercussions um, throughout the community as far as. Uh, jobs lost. You know, we have uh, 48,000 people employed across the country at 4,500 licensed firearms businesses. Um, we bring in a GDP, I think, of $8.9 billion. You know, this isn't small potatoes here. So, you know, I, I'm not saying money is more important than lives, but considering that there's no credible evidence that a gun ban would actually solve the street crime problem, I think it's important to include those numbers. And then we've got Marcel Wilson from the One by One Movement, literally a, a, like a very high profile ex gang banger, like a leader of a gang. Like this guy was totally hardcore and he's got a group. They're all either ex gang members or ex extremists, like hmm. ex white supremacists. Like these are some kind of hardcore guys, but they've turned their lives around as well. And they literally go out and rescue kids and, um, you know, get them out of the gangs and give them some hope and give them a, a proper direction. Um, so there, that that's the panel. And then, of course, moderating it is the one and only Brian Lilly. So, nice. yeah, we'll be leading the conversation and directing the um, the panelists. And then we'll also be doing a Q and A. So it'll be a great opportunity for the community to have their voice heard. 
Okay. So what date is this? This is on February 11th in the evening. Um, okay. It's scheduled for between 5.30 and 9. So there's a little bit of a social and networking before, kind of two hours for the actual event, um, which will include the panel discussion and the Q&A, and then a little bit of a social soiree thing afterwards. And then that's it. So it's at the Hard House in Toronto. You can find the link and all the information for that on both our Facebook and Twitter pages for the CCFR. Awesome. We'll post it in our show notes as well. Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. Um, I can't remember if I had anything else for you. You guys have anything else for Tracy? Nope. Not me. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a good idea. Uh, I think that, uh, it's a good idea. And I think that uh, something like this will help in showing the, uh, flaws in the logic. I don't know if they care, but, uh, but it's good, to, sh- it's good to show the rest of uh, of the country, and uh, I I don't know I, I I've I've been seeing uh, arguments on Reddit and that kind of thing uh, going in our favor, going where people uh, know are are better informed uh, mm-hmm. and uh, better know what's going on, and I think that uh, uh, some of that stuff is really good. So we, if we just keep pushing through, maybe we'll get the the popular uh, the the masses uh, more on our side. Well, that's exactly right. And the whole thing is Canadians are afraid of guns or they um, go along with these bad policy ideas because they're scared and they just don't know. So I think it's incumbent on all of us to help educate them. And what better way than to bring the people who are directly affected by the bad policies? You know, the, (laughs) the, the, the cost of not doing something credible is measurable and it's in human lives. So it's also great. It's good that you have, as you said, quite a varied panel that's going to be on. They're going to be talking about the facts in different areas. So, you know, people can, they can understand that it does actually have an effect on our economy. It has an effect on um, kids or it might not have an effect on gun violence either. Like if, if this happens, it might, it actually won't have any effect on, on gun violence in Toronto or any other areas. So, yeah. Tracy, there's a question for Tracy from the uh, live stream here. Um, What you just talked about, the panel, will that be televised or recorded by uh, any of the national media? Um, No, of course. The media doesn't have any interest in real answers. But we are uh, are going to um, have it recorded. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll have a crew there recording it. And we'll produce a video out of that and put it out so that those who weren't able to attend... Uh, can see it. And of course, I'll, I'll be on site. I'm not necessarily part of like, I have no official role in this other than uh, trying to help get things going. And of course, I'd like to show up. Um, so I'll probably be live streaming. Some of it. I'll, I'll do. Okay. Some okay. I have a question, Tracy. Did, um, where are we? I mean, Dr. Rajma, whatever. Um, Najma? Yeah, her. Uh, like I said, I can't be bothered to learn her name because I don't respect her. Um, it, so she didn't respond at all whatsoever. Not even oh, to no. say no, I'm not interested. What, where are we with that? Yeah, so Rod's a little challenge to, um, to you know, sit down with her and have a, an adult discussion about the issues. You know, we've kind of been at war with them for s- some time over social media. And to be perfectly honest, it's not constructive, right? Nothing's no. right. Yeah, she was invited to step out from behind the keyboard. 
yeah, so come on, sit down. Like, let's just have a discussion about it. Um, not even necessarily a debate. Let's just sit down yep. and, and talk back and forth like adults, right? Just and agree and we'll agree. donate money to charity. Yeah, man, like a lot of money. And mm-hmm. of course, she um, they never responded in any official manner. So Wow, brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. And nobody nobody bothered to pick pick it up because it doesn't fit the narrative to say, what is this? The anti-gunners turned down an opportunity to have money donated to charity without doing anything? No. Yeah, well, they tried to kind of paint it like we were doing some publicity stunt. And I'm like, right. well, call it whatever you want. Where uh, It's no big secret that the CCFR, the, the team of field officers and the members, it's not like we haven't been generous in the past and done all kinds of charity shoots and all kinds of other things to raise money for the community. So we had put aside some funding to give, and I think it's a great uh, opportunity. But no, there's not a chance in hell that she will ever sit down with Rod Giltaco face-to-face. I think she saw what happened with Bill Blair, and she knows full well she is. She's not prepared. She She can't do it. She's she's literally unarmed for that conversation. And, And no one will criticize her for saying no. That, no, no, when no. the fact that you know your ego is in the way of a charity getting ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. So it was a no go. We'll we'll try it. We'll try something else. We're gonna keep. We don't give Plug up. It away. Yeah. She's just we'll like it. if she accepts, she's just gonna look like that guy, the the Virginia uh, uh, legislator who was just on YouTube uh, today, <laughs> who's saying that no, no, no. Uh, mass shooters don't like guns that go like this. They like guns that go like this because they could get hit in the face otherwise from the from the rifle stock and other nonsense. That's how I imagine that. That oh, you guys, if you haven't watched that video yet, I'm gonna go watch. That's the guy to... writing the legislation. And he doesn't know anything about how any of this stuff works. <laughs> like the ones like this, and then there's the ones like this, and then there's the ones like this. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I imagine uh, how the how that would go if uh, if Rod went toe to toe with. It would absolutely be a shoulder thing that goes up conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was zero chance of her ever doing that because, uh, you know, I don't know. She's just she's just not going to. Even the, the one time I did get on a CBC panel with her, she was in Toronto and I was in Ottawa, so I couldn't actually see her. You know, you're basically being filmed in this little booth and they put up a fake background behind you. Like it's it's totally fake, right? And she was in Toronto. So this was at eight o'clock at night on my birthday, and she shows up with her white lab coat and like gets in costume to get on the interview. Like Tracy, come on. look, I just told that story to my sister. We just spent the week in the hospital with my father, you know that. And when the doctor would come around, the doctor was dressed like somebody straight out the trailer park. You would not think this person was. You would not think this person was a doctor. And I said to my sister, I said, "She's not wearing her costume because she's not debating Tracy." And I just kind of blurted it out. My sister was just completely baffled by what I meant by that. I'm like, "There's no cameras around. She's not putting her doctor costume on. Like they only wear that oh, stuff yeah. for cameras in Halloween." So, like I'm sitting in a closet in CBC in Ottawa, and she's also sitting in a closet in CBC in Toronto, and she's got costume. her white jacket and her stethoscope. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't see it until afterwards, and then I was like, "Are you? Are you kidding me? Your costume? Her costume? Like you drove here and then got your your lab yeah. coat on? Yeah, yeah." And then my father's doctor was completely dressed like basically she came from like hot yoga class. It was. <laughs> 
What's comfortable? <laughs> Family members were talking to the nurse because at least the nurse had some kind of like scarf on. on. Yeah. yeah. But the doctor was straight out the park. Like I was looking over her shoulder for Julian. It was awful. Oh my God. <laughs> but great doctor. She took good care of dad. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You were talked about Tracy. It was hilarious. Yeah. Okay, good. Hey, as yeah. long as everybody's in, enjoying the entertainment, that's yeah. Really they don't they don't wear their they don't wear their costumes at work. Apparently, they only wear them during gun debates. <laughs> yeah, in closets at CBC. Yeah. Yes. Oh boy, that's the state of the gun debate in Canada, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tracy. Hey, Colin. Thanks for coming on too. Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks. Love you guys. Take care. Love you too. Bye for Bye, now. Bye. 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 <laughs> all right. Thank you, Tracy, for giving us an update on all the stuff that is CCFR, the events, the political things that are happening, and also on the E edition as well. Hey, you guys. I, know we, yes. I didn't talk about this and what we did in guns. I sent out an e-petition, like a little thing with respect to Project Maple Seed, and I shared it in a few places. And right now there's 49,000 people that have viewed that that um, uh, ad that I, not really ad, but the post that I made. Your Facebook post. Yeah, killing. 49,000. That's freaking awesome. Anyways, if all 49,000. Oops, I just dropped something. Okay, listener feedback. Uh, can... There was one question in Facebook. Uh, Kelly, do you know when the Ladies' Day will be in Ontario? There's a few different ones that are going to be happening. The one that I know for sure that I'm going to be doing is the one at EOSC, which is on July 25th. Uh, that's in Ottawa. There's a few, I don't know. There's probably going to be a few more. Um, I don't know when those are, though. So stay tuned. Have a look uh, at the CCFR page, and we'll be doing them there. So. And then a question for Trevor. Trevor, you mentioned a trip to NL. What's that about? Um, Kelly replied. So we talked about that more and we did talk about it. Um, It's going to be Kelly maple seed and possibly we're looking at doing a maple seed on day one and Nipsic match on day two, depending on the range that we go to something, something like that. Primarily it's maple seed. We're going over to do maple seeds. And if Rick can accommodate us with a Nipsic match, then we'll do both. Right. So, yeah, I was speaking to Rick this week and he uh, he's Rick um, Crane for everybody. Um, we're trying to arrange a couple of different events on on uh, Newfoundland. Um, so he'll get back to us with respect to that. But that's going to be right after the charity shoot. It's not paired with charity shoot, but we'll be uh, doing some traveling to Newfoundland, hopefully, and uh, get onto the island and spread the maple seed love there. So, yeah. yeah, let's get to rock. Yeah, listener feedback. Listener feedback is uh, sponsored by D- Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, park rising, circuit finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearm accessories, optics, and more at uh, dcgunsmith.ca. And you can also follow him on Instagram as well as on Facebook. So go over and say hi to Denis. Anything exciting happening over at DC Gunsmith right now? Trevor, you been there? They had some shadow no. twos for sale. They had some shadow twos yeah. for sale. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been there forever um, okay. because of stuff and things, but uh, and things. there are still Brownings and Winchesters on sale. 
Okay. So, but don't buy the stainless uh, 30 out six, please. <laughs> the Browning A5 <laughs> is still there, right? Okay. Why um, can't they buy the? Because I want other? it. Uh, <laughs> Trevor, I still have one in 30 out six, a stainless synthetic 30 out six Browning. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I have to, and I can't remember whose price was better, yours or yours or my boss's. Uh, mine, by far. Mm. Yeah, even that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Go buy that one from Denny, <laughs> and he'll make money off you. He won't make money off me. Uh, what else is going right. on? Um, Normally we post a little something here, but we didn't have anything. Some, oh, no, only when something comes up, and I took down the other yeah. stuff because we did it a couple weeks in a row. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, there's still. There's still a lot of things on sale. So check the website, send an email, go to Facebook, and uh, yeah. Say hi to Denis. All right. No, actually. There you go, Kelly. What's exciting? Denis is at Cerakote right now in the United States, becoming a certified Cerakote applicator. Awesome. Yeah. So So who's working at the store? Uh, okay. uh, Joey, Joey's been holding down the shop. I would be there, but, you know, stuff and things. Stuff and things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do have a week off coming up, and so uh, we've got gonna, some got a piece of go? property. Well, I might. I mean, we got to clean up a uh, piece of property, but yeah. um, there's no real hurry on that. So I might take a day or two and go help Joey out. I okay. might just take my. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but I bought a Kui Model Thirty Nine as a re- uh, as a refinishing project. I plan to do it all by myself here at home by hand, old school. And uh, Joey's like, or Denise's like, you're going to do it by hand? I'm like, yeah, man. Like how you did in school, you know? You you, you learn to refinish guns by hand. Like, I want to do it like that. Do it all by hand. No machines. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> the guns we did by hand were brand new guns, not cooies that were rusted to shit. That, that needed to come. <laughs> you know? He's like, because he's like, you know, you can use my stuff. I'm like, I really appreciate it, man. But I want to, you know, I want to do this one. It's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> I am taking it to the shop. Yeah. So, yeah, if nothing else, I might get to the shop this week to work on my Kui 39. And the reason why I bought this Kui 39, it's one of those transition guns. It has Kui and Winchester on it, but 39, right? It's not like okay. The the Cooey slash Winchester eight forty, which was junk, right? You okay, the eighty four. What I now recognize is just like you were at the Terrell Museum. Is this is what you're you're like with Cooey's? You think I'm nerding out over Cooey? You're right. I am nerding out over Cooey. Oh yeah, talking about like a thirty nine <laughs> and the difference between a Cooey and Winchester and like some transition. Uh, and I'm just. That's a 22, <laughs> right? That's a 22. You're talking about a shotgun. <laughs> I can't wait to get Clayton back on. Because I learned some stuff since. since right. So Anyway. All right. What are we okay. doing? We're doing listener time. feedback. We have some emails. So let's go through them. I'm going to read the first one because it's nice and short. And I can stumble through You'll it. You'll still so say this... as well 14 times while you're reading Shut it. Up. <laughs> and From Joss. And then he doesn't do it then anymore. It's as well now. Yeah. As well, as well, as well. You know what? I'm going to hang up. Um, from Josh H. Hello, You're going to hang up crew. as well? You're going to be stop. mad at me and hang up as well. <laughs> and stop. <laughs> and, okay. And then let out the dog. <laughs> Can I proceed? Mm-hmm. Hold. Adriel, don't play with your food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, Slamfire crew. I'm planning on purchasing a new semi-auto rifle. 
uh, for deer and moose hunting and target shooting. I was originally thinking of the Stag 10 was the best option, but now the new BCL 102 is uh, supposedly much better than the first generation. I'm sure which is better. The Stag is about $500 more than the BCL, but what? But they uh, will both uh, need to be customized. Anyways, I'm driving, I'm driving up the costs. Can you help me decide? The range I use goes up to 500 uh, yards. So would a 6.5 or a 308 be better uh, for the distance? I am a longtime listener and love the show. I listen to the podcast all day uh, long at work. And Slamfire always gets first when you upload a new episode. Thanks, uh, Josh from Saskatchewan. So he's looking at uh, the BCL 102. He wants to know which is better, the stake 10 or the BCL. And then also still an obvious answer. Yeah. It's just a start. I talked to a guy who got one of the uh, Mark 7s and uh, it's not doing like stuff you want a gun to do. Uh, Buy a stag. Um, I guess the only question after that is like build it or buy it and six right. five or three oh eight. I would build one in six five. If you're gonna customize anyways, get the upper lower, gonna, make it six gonna, five. If it's gonna build if he's gonna build, it's gonna be expensive. It's gonna like my stag um after glass is over three thousand dollars. I would um if so he's talking about a price difference of five hundred between the BCL and the stag. We can all agree stag, but here right. I'm gonna just I'm gonna justify why purchasing a stag factory rifle over a BCL, even if the BCL is fixed. Even if the BCL is five hundred dollars. The stories of customer support from um, Black Creek Labs have been atrocious. Stag's distributor is in Newfoundland, Arms East. There are no finer people in this country than the Newfoundlandese. So you know that, um, one, Stag is a proven company. Two, Arms East is a proven company, and they will take care of you. They will back up what they sell. They do answer the phone, and they speak with a wonderful, quaint Newfoundlandese accent. It doesn't get any better than that. And if you throw like a random BCG, if you take a BCG, that's, a, that's an AR-10 BCG, into the stag. Into the stag. It'll Guess work. what happens? It works. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Yeah. yeah. So, so get the stag. Even with the factory barrel, it's fine. If then you want to improve the accuracy of your stag ten, Ryan Stacio at International Barrels yep. in British Columbia will be happy to sell you a nineteen-inch stag barrel. So start off in three hundred eight because commonly available. It'll do everything. Six you need five to is do. commonly available, man. These it's days, not commonly it available compared okay. to 308. 6.5 is an exotic cartridge for man uh, bun wearing. Uh, used people. to be. Listen, anymore. there are three cartridges 223, 308, 308 will be cheaper. Two World Wars. Thank you, Kelly. Nobody shot Germans with 6.5. Not not in a war, anyway. <laughs> oh, God. 308, 308, man. Go 308. Um, no. yeah. Stig 10 and 3 no. 8. There you go, Josh. No. We just answered your six, question five. for you. Better ballistics. No. Just Not as six, cheap. Five. You can get 6.5 Creedmoor yeah, for 25 bucks too. a box. And it's at Cabela's. They got at least four or five different brands of Cabela's. That's my measure of like ex- exotic or not. Can't get 224 Valkyrie for there. What, for what he's going to shoot, for the ranges that he has access to, 308 fine. 308 would be fine. If you have the choice and the price is the same, I would go six five. All right. So, you know what, Kelly and I are smarter than you, obviously, and we agree. So uh, older. <laughs> yeah. 
not as smart. He is. I'm not. <laughs> Kelly, uh, like, let's hold our driver's license up right now. Let's do that thing. Shut up. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Adriel, why don't you read this uh, next one from Justin and Trevor? You're going to answer it because it's specifically for you. All right. Hello, guys and gal at Slamfire. I have a few questions for Trevor regarding his Tanfo 1911. I understand the Tanfo 1911 frame slide and possibly the barrel is cast. I've been looking up information on the cast metal versus forged metal debate, and most seem to believe that the frame uh, that the, that cast-made frame slides and barrels do not have the same strength as forged ones. Uh, what would be the consensus on these claims? Has Denis at the okay, shop seen? Me... Yeah, go ahead. So um, only the frame is cast. Okay. Now, um, cast it from the highest heights. Just throw it right off of a mountain. It's yeah. Just... What would what would be the consensus on these claims? And those are the claims of uh, strength and stuff. Um, Probably doesn't matter. I'm going to go with doesn't matter. There are cast air lowers, and there are machined air lowers. I think the finish on a machine product always looks better than a cast product. Um, but I, I'm not seeing a higher rate of failure in a cast frame over a machine frame. You're um, not on an AR, definitely. Yeah, and even on a 1911. I mean, I've never seen any 1911 frame have a failure on it. But slides, slides, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Especially if you let Captain Andy work on them, squeeze <laughs> them in a yeah. vice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, um. All right. Uh, is a ca- uh, is a cast frame more prone to problems with a high round count? I think you're saying me probably not. I figure Trevor may be able to answer this one due to participating in Classic Division in Ipsic. Angel, if you know any other bits of information with those that participate in Three Gun, have you seen or heard? I've never seen a, a pistol blow up in Three Gun. Um, I've seen a rifle blow up in Three Gun, uh, but not a pistol. And when they blow up, it doesn't matter what the frame is made out of. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Uh, here's a reloaded question. Nine millimeter, uh, brass to be more specific. I also, I always lube with some lanolin isopropyl alcohol spray when case resizing. I want to get most of this stuff off when it comes to the priming powder, charging, seating, crimping portion. When going through the Dillon 650 or Dillon square deal, what was the trick to use with ballastol to make sure that there's no hang up on the flared portion of the powder drop funnel during powder charging? I remember during one episode that one mentioned that ballastol does not affect the powder. Okay, let's stop there. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, the I don't the only time I lube a nine mil case is if I use a undersized die. I think the ballastol thing. The one I'll get there. Hold on, is, the ballastol is a different okay. thing. The only time I lube the outside of the case is if I'm using an undersized die. And I've actually, when I first switched back to the undersized die, I started to lube the outside of the case with the same kind of lube that you're using. I put them in a tray and I spray them with the same kind of lube you're using. Um, I've since even stopped doing that because then I've got, uh, um, but what I would do is I would lube the cases, resize them on the 650 in the undersized die. And now the cases are resized and the primers are knocked out. I would then clean them in my stainless steel wet tumbler. And this is where the ballastol kicks in. Because if you don't, when they come out of that stainless steel tumbler and dry, 
they do stick to the powder funnel. What happens with the cleaning them? If you buy factory brass, they don't stick. If you clean your brass in, in a dry media tumbler, they don't stick. But if you clean them in a wet tumbler with stainless steel pins, all of a sudden they do stick on the powder funnel. So I polish the powder, powder funnel all the way up to 1500 grit mirror finish to help reduce the amount that they stick. But ultimately what really did the trick was the ballastol in the rinse water. This is where the ballastol comes in. So you clean your brass in a stainless steel wet tumbler. And when you dump the tumbler into your uh, media separator, the media separator is actually contained in water. So the basket turns and half of the basket is always in the water. And that water sucks all the pins out of the cases. You add three um, Mississippi counts of ballastol to the water. So one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three into the water. That adds enough ballastol that when you separate the media from the brass, there's a thin film of ballastol on the cases. You throw them in somewhere to dry. I always let them air dry. I've never done a dehydrator thing. And now I put them through my square deal to resize and I use the hundo to case gauge and I've been shooting a couple of thousand rounds of ammo this way. Yeah. The ballastol has no effect on anything. It doesn't foul the primer or the powder or anything it's like that. It's not enough whatsoever. to do that anyways, right? No, so it's like it's just no. a very little amount. Yeah. Right. But, but what it does do is make a huge difference on whether or not they stick to the powder funnel. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Uh, let's see here. Justin goes on. Uh, lastly, I would like to thank all of you for the great informative podcast. I listen every week and it was a, get, uh, and get a great kick out of the interaction between the hosts and sometimes the guests get in on it as well. I'm also a member of the CCFR and also like the updates within the advocacy arena. Please keep up the good work. I look forward to listening to you guys every week from, Justin. well, he's going to have an update this week with Tracy being on. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Timely. Yeah, I know. Um, I saved the best for last. This is Ginger Snaps. Trevor? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you want yours. a drunk French dyslexic to read an illiterate email. Exactly. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. With WW3 around the corner, Trump being imp impeached, Trudeau taking our guns, there is a bright spot in all this dark, miserable time. Nicholas Cage signed on for National Treasure 3. <laughs> Slamfire can do a Patreon on how to get all Nick Cage movies are. How great. How great all Nick Cage movies are. We should talk about that. Slamfire can do a Patreon. Oh, we're going to do a Patreon episode on how great all Nicholas Cage's movies are. Okay. I Trevor Steven Seagal. <laughs> Trevor, okay. Trevor, I know you get giddy like a schoolgirl when you hear his name. Is this true? No, it's not at all true. His best movie was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or whatever. He tried to drink himself to death. Uh, <laughs> that is all. Keep your prick on the vice. Ginger snaps. Uh, it's it's yeah. quite legible today, so I wanted it's to say thank you. Not bad. Possibly written better than I wrote it. Yeah. It, wait. No. Wait. No. No. It's, it's written better than you read it. Ooh, this podcast for you has me excited. Okay. <laughs> Adriel, can you read this? Because it's your fault. Right. 
Uh, it's from uh, Oak Island is the author. I know. I thought this would... Okay, go. Really good. if directly Ina. Uh, the title is It's All Adriel's Fault. Uh, review. It was all going flawlessly when one day I find this podcast with a bit of local flavor. He was retelling his adventures, smacking gophers with a twenty-two. It brought back memories of my childhood. Before long, I had my R-Pal and found my old twenty-two, which had remained in storage for decades. Next, I picked up a Vaquero in three fifty-seven, another gun I'd wanted since I was a little boy playing cowboy. Before long, I had been ensnared by the CCFR and their struggle for our rights. I had to buy an MP, uh, MP-15 just to flip uh, Good Ale the Bird. Tracy said so. And mm-hmm. just last week, I bought an MP-9 range kit, began looking into Black Badge in Ipsic, and started building a reloading bench. So for the love of God, run while you still can. Don't go down the rabbit hole. And that's I from, think it's all your fault, Adriel. That's from Oak Island. Yeah. It's a, oh, that's cruel. Cool. That is so cruel. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I thought it was going to be Oak Island content. Got all worked up. I found yeah. it. Something that yeah. has been overlooked. He's I your know bro. Where the treasure is. It's underneath the swamp. We gotta yeah. dig for it. I need not drillers. In the swamp. It is absolutely not in the swamp. <laughs> I love that. I I watched half of an episode of the Oak Island show, and now I get to rally you up with like little little did, tidbits like that. You're <laughs> the expert on Oak Island. <clears throat> oh, uh, he is somebody probably who would get along well with you, Trevor. perhaps. But it's all Adriel's fault, and I have nothing to do with this. So, yeah, I'm awesome. <laughs> all right, let's get into the shoutouts. Trevor, do you have any? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, ben, uh, our resident millennial over at the Furlot Bunch, for tipping me off to that five nine seven. Thank you very much, Benito. I appreciate it. Um, I even let him shoot it. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. That's generous. Yeah. yeah. Did he have to provide his own ammo? Of course. <laughs> Questions. <laughs> and um, you know, uh, there's just been a tremendous amount of support pouring in text, Facebook um, messages over the yeah. last week when the news about my dad uh, went out. For those that are on Facebook with me, they they saw some of my posts and stuff. And uh, uh, listeners, friends uh, have uh, shown me a lot of support this week, and it's, uh, it means a whole lot. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much to each and every one of you that reached out to uh, to send me some love and some support. And uh, it means a lot to the person who sent me uh, thoughts and prayers. And I replied with the meme of, uh, I named my two cats thoughts and prayers because they're both useless. I'm sorry I did that, but uh, I'm having a moment. <laughs> no, I'm it's, actually not it's sorry. It's not a moment. It's Trevor for a lot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Not, hashtag not sorry. No, you're not. No. No. That's you. But it thank is- you, everybody. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Adriel, do you have any shoutouts? Not this week. Not this week. Okay, I do have. Uh, I do have a shoutout. I just wanted to say thank you to Kelly Kincaid and Kyle Kincaid for hosting us this week. It was a fantastic time, and I can't wait to do it again. So, yeah, just want to say thanks. Uh, Patreon, we do not. Is this new? Uh, January twenty third. Nope, this is not new. I'm so sorry we didn't get there today to do that. You know what? We we got you covered. Don't worry about it. Uh, Patreon. If you'd like to become a Patreon supporter, we'd love to uh, have you on board. I, if you do, actually go to Patreon uh, Slamfire and search out Slamfire Radio and contribute to us. What it's going to do is allow us to actually host these events or not events. Um, 
our podcast. And then what's going to happen is we ask that you send us your email, sorry, send us an email with your address and then we'll send you out some patches and, and other things as well. Adriel, you were looking at getting that out sometime. Probably not. Oh, this yeah, week, definitely sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a time. Yeah. It will be a time. Yeah. We're going to go back to where we were talking about maple seed and it taking over your life. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, he'll get those out to you. So um, we wanted to say thank you to all of our uh, Patreonies that have already been contributing to us. Um, and thank you very much. Cause we had some really great emails this week and people are really liking the show and content and you're being supporters of us or are allowing us to do that for for them as well. If you, I forgot actually to let people know, if you would like to send us an email at slamfireradio at gmail.com, we will read it on the, uh, the mail is, or we'll read it on air as well. I'd like to do another show, please. You would? You want to do another one? Yeah, please. Okay. Do whatever um, you want. Okay, you thank you. Second shout outs? <sighs> second, just like second breakfast. Shout out. No, it's our second yeah. one. Okay. Um, no, the, to the uh, Rescue Gun Club. They also supported me this week. When I got to the funeral today, there was um, uh, a bouquet of flowers or a plant or something um, from the Rescue Gun Club with a lovely note. Um, so that was awesome. And um, to the to the boys, you guys who came to the funeral today from the Rescue Gun Club, yeah. that was awesome. I was hanging in there pretty strong and not choked up until I looked up, you know, and saw the guys from the club. And I think I told this earlier, but shout out to those guys because it. Um, it made a it made a huge difference and really helped the day go by a lot better to look up and see Alain, Jason, and Stefan and Mark. It 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 meant it meant a lot to me to have the support from my local shooting community and, right. and my friends, right? And I, and you know what? And I'm stupid because what? it never occurred to me that any of them were coming. Yeah, we're there for you. Uh, well, I'm I not did. technically there. I'm in Ontario, but you've been, you, Kelly. You've been, you've been here day in and day out checking on me, and yeah. it means a lot. Adriel, I never heard shit from you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. The other thing about your club is they also are supporting other people like Better Trevor as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So fantastic clubs. Gunny people are the best people in the world. Hell yeah. 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 It's great to be part of a crowd that has your back. Absolutely. Of course we do. All right. Um, why don't we just sign off because it's getting a little mushy here and, you know, I don't do well with mushy. Okay. So uh, join one of our national firearms associations like the CCFR. Uh, you heard from Tracy today. Uh, there's some things that are happening right now within um, our community and also on Parliament. She's working hard for us, so we need to support them as well. Check us out on Gun Orders of Canada. We have a thread there. We post the episodes. I don't think I posted last week. Sorry. And uh, if you want to talk to us, we'll actually talk to you there as well like us on facebook we're at uh, we didn't update that sorry trevor trevor usually updates it i'll just move forward just like us on facebook. whiskey let him drink his whiskey yeah i know and on that note thank you adriel <laughs> but we are but, still we're still getting an awful lot of likes and we're kicking some ch- homeless children's ass <laughs> We we will not stop until they're out of the orphanage and really homeless. No, we want them to find homes. So. Oh, we do. Yeah, of course we, we do. do. We we do. We just don't want the internet to like them as much as they like us. Okay, no, that's fair. Like us, and then and take them home. All right, everybody, say good night. 
Good night, night everybody. Good night, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.